Broadcasting from the world-famous Haunted Winery here in Warren, Michigan. This is Ghostly Talk on the last day of November 2008. Ghostly Talk is independently produced every Sunday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time to converse about all things paranormal. For more info, go to www.ghostlytalk.com. Tonight, we're having an unprecedented number of hand signals from Scott L. behind <laughs> the controls. And also, I'm running, I'm running this thing This tonight, is man. awesome. John Venture starts the night off with us. We talk alien rock with author Michael Luckman. Mm-hmm. And finally, Robbie Thomas drops in for a visit. cackling already, I can tell. Yes, it's going to be a very fun last show, I think. Yeah, this I've is the official last live show yes. of 2008 uh, for us. Yes, all the rest have been prepared. They're in the can. Uh, we did. We put some nostalgic content in, in each of the remainder of the shows for the year. Yeah, but, some flashback stuff. Yeah. But there's also some new oh, content. Yeah, we there's got a bunch of new stuff. It's going to be like... Two we, hours of new content. Yeah, we've been show. preparing you guys for this whole month. We're going to be... Busy with our day jobs, more or less, in December. Yeah. So uh, we're going to be doing pre-tape shows all in December. But they're all the majority of it's all new stuff, though. So oh, it's gonna yeah, be really cool. It's gonna be really cool to check out. A uh, lot of stuff to cover tonight. So we got let's get, we got to blow through this stuff. The first thing I have to make an announcement. Last night when we were at the Indigo Inn yeah. in beautiful Fremont, Michigan. Uh, thank you to Marilyn for putting us up and feeding us and all that cool stuff. Uh, we'll talk maybe a little bit more about that in a few minutes here. Um, I got a phone call though from my sister Erica L who is letting me know that as of about 7.30 last night, she is engaged. <gasps> Whoa! Yay! Congratulations, Erica. Love you. Yay. Yeah. Uh, Can we do the uh, Erica and Aaron sitting in a tree kind of thing? We've been doing that for about a while. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah, Aaron actually, the, the gentleman that he is, he actually went to my parents' house, mom and dad L's house, Friday night and asked for their blessing and their permission to marry. Wow. His, you know, my mom and dad's daughter. So, wow, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I got that phone call. And it knocked the wind out of me. <laughs> if you can't tell, still. So, uh, so, so did it come out well? 
They've been dating less time than you and Amber. Of course that come out. <laughs> and something about the younger sibling. Oh, she's me. been out to get me since day one, so <laughs> I, whatever, that's fine. But no, I talked to Aaron for a few minutes, and he was cool about it, and I'm very, I'm very, you know, obviously I, I'm very happy for Erica and Aaron. Uh, and congratulations to you too. Yeah, uh, fantastic. I'm, I mean, I baby, I can't really express how happy I am because I'm really tired and I'm burnt out because it's been a long week. But uh, yeah, thank uh, thank you, Aaron, for doing the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> no, I don't have and to I kill you, boy. And I love you both. Yeah, they're good. There, you, you, we all know Aaron really well, and he's a good kid. He's a great. I shouldn't say that he's a good man because he is a man, uh, and he's. Uh, I, you know, what am I going to say? I, I can it's, I can sit here and act like a hard guy. And, yeah, she's doing the right thing by my sister. And that's I, what, when he called, when, when he got on the phone last night, I'm like, so I was just I hear about you wanting to marry my sister now. What's going on here? You know? <laughs> but yeah, I'm really stoked about that. Which just kind of capped off a pretty interesting weekend. I am so happy. For for the both of them. Yeah. That yeah, is I'm, just I'm very incredible. So, yeah. Don't know when the wedding is going to be just yet, but Erica said yes, which was cool, and that whole thing came through. I don't know how all that stuff works, but that's, I guess, he asked, she said yes. So. Usually you say yes to signing away the rest of your life. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know mm, about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then about, you know, seven years down the road, you get smart and say, sayonara, sucker. Well, I hope that isn't the case for I Erica hope it doesn't happen to them. Yeah. They're good. They're good people, and I'm very, very excited for the both of them. So, yeah, fantastic. I'm just totally blown away by that. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, and of course, yeah, I, I had Aaron. Of course, was like, okay, when you when, it's your turn now, son. I'm oh. Like, oh. You know it's coming, man. It's well, we don't. We're not going to get into that right now. Okay. Uh, now let's start with your thing first. Okay, this was just a strange. We and we got we got <laughs> really we got to plow thing. through this, and I'm going to be pulling Tom on the phone. We have to deal with this. Yeah, oh, we yeah. gotta deal with that too. We'll do we'll deal with that in a few minutes. We I'm gonna I'm gonna get Tom on the phone. But I as think we speak. there's sweets in here. Maybe we want to deal with this first. You want to hammer through that? Go ahead. I'll get Tom on the phone. Here, Doug, you can okay. read the you can read the card while I open the gift. This says, "Merry Christmas, guys." Um, have had so much entertainment in the wee By hour. By the way, I'm not a guy. Right. Um, <laughs> despite how, no matter how we do your voice, right. <laughs> we're. Um, have had so much entertainment in the wee hours uh, as I can't sleep and tune in via iPod. All right. Hey, often hey. laugh All right, Tom, hang on the line. Doug's reading something. I just have to say, you all rock. Yeah. Enjoy the munchies. Who's this from? Uh, is it Sam? Susan? Sue. Is yeah. it, what's, it, what's the package say? Um, is it Bannett? From Susan, Susan. Victoria, Australia. Yeah, Victoria, Australia. Yeah. So oh, Australia. that is phenomenal. And we have the most irresistible chocolate biscuits. Oh, oh boy. God, I love chocolate biscuits. So we'll be tearing into these things. You'll hear that all night the rest oh, of the show. Oh, yeah. Probably. I'm tearing into so them thank you. right what now. What was her? I, I, what was her Susan. Susan. Susan from Australia. Susan from Yeah. Melbourne, Australia. Wow, holy crap. Wow. I didn't know we had people listen to us in Australia. Thank you so much. That's really nice of you. I got that uh, Friday when I hit the P.O. box. Uh, so yeah. And I now have glitter all over me. Now, Doug, okay, so thank you, Susan. Really, we really yes. appreciate that. That's, thank that's you. so awesome. I'm really blown away. Thank you. Happy holidays to you. I'm all right right now. Um, <laughs> now, Doug, let's get into your thing first, because this was just a weekend of weirdness. You know, Aside from my sister getting right. engaged... Um, this was just a weekend of weirdness. I spent th- Thanksgiving days, uh, Wednesday night and Thursday night, because uh, Thanksgiving was actually Thursday, uh, at my parents' house. I actually slept there, um, and it was it was really relaxing, really wonderful to have you know family and friends and everything around. And then I went back home Friday, right? And I 
What did, when did this happen? It had to have been... It was after I putzed around for several hours, so it had to be like midnight-ish uh, between Friday and Saturday. Yeah. And I go downstairs, and I took a shower, mm-hmm. and when I was going to take a shower, I noticed that the, the louvered bifold doors uh, going into the um, uh, furnace room... Mm-hmm. We're open, and I thought, well, that's nothing, because recently our uh, refrigerator exploded or whatever. It did some nasty stuff. So we had to go, I had to go up in the rafters and try and find the shutoff valve yeah. for the water going to the refrigerator. So I figured I just left them open. So I closed them, went, took a shower, uh, came out, got dressed, putzed around. I had to move some furniture around in the basement. I did that, because mm-hmm. it's all in the basement. And uh, and then I was sitting there on my computer in the basement, and I thought, oh, I'm going to run to the lavatory really quick. So yeah. I hop up, and I start going down the hallway, but the louvered bifold doors are open. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. And I had closed them. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that totally freaked me out. And, <laughs> yeah, big bad Doug, ghost hunter man. Doug, the big man. bad ghost hunter is now moving. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not moving So that yet. was your Friday night. Yeah, and I thought, well, maybe I left him open. I don't think I did. Maybe I did. I'm trying to make up excuses or whatever. All I can say is I shut them, made sure they were shut. <clears throat> now, every time I go down in the basement, which is all the time because, you know, I live down there, um, there's, I, I look down that hallway and <coughs> I'm trepidatious. I can understand that. Terrified, I believe. Terrified. Would be the word. <laughs> that would be the right word, yes. All right, so that was to be continued on that. Mm-hmm. Please keep reporting back, you know, after the new year or whatever. Maybe there'll be something else. Who knows? Maybe we'll do a special Doug's show. Doug's going to call his favorite ghost hunting group and have them come in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. It won't be us, because Doug doesn't call us. To ghost <laughs> oh, yeah. We don't, we don't ghost hunt no more. I have to call um... So that was your Friday night. Now, Tom, you're on the line. We can, you're, you can still hear us, right, Tom? I'm here. And you're okay. hot and sexy, too. We got, we got we got. Oh, thanks, baby. You saved me some of that chocolate. Yeah, um, this is good stuff. Yeah, good luck to you on that one. These, these are, are really these are good. Fanta- what are these things called? Tim Tam? <laughs> yeah. From Straight from Melbourne, Australia. Really good stuff. Um, nice. We have the lovely Tom Mott on the line right now, uh, who's you know obviously works with Ghostly Talk. Now, Tom, I'm going to let you start, because you guys were... I'm going to let you start, because you... You just start, okay? Let's just do it that way. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Gee, thanks. Uh, okay, well, Friday night, uh, it's uh, about 25 after 11, you know. It's uh, Amber and I are out on the back deck, uh, just kind of, I'm having a cigar, she's, you know, having a cigarette, we're sipping on wine, just, you know, chitting, chit-chatting along, and uh, Amber says, Tom, what is that in the sky over there? And you know, this is to my left, so I turn around and I go, what? He says, look at that. And I'm looking to the distance, and you can see these bright, bluish, white lights in the sky. And I'm like, I don't know, it looks like a plane. And then this plane suddenly goes from the line of vision from my left to my right at an impossibly fast speed, dips down at a 90-degree angle, and like disappears like behind the tree line. Yeah. And then a few minutes, a few seconds later, it's back on view again. I'm like, what in the heck is that? Yeah. You know, and, and we're, we're, we're just, like, blown away. I'm like, what can that be? Uh-huh. So I think it was about that time that I ran inside to get you to come out and take a look. Yeah, I was watching Police and, Academy. Uh, I was, like, really comfortable on the couch. Great just movie. passed out watching Police Academy. <laughs> and Amber and Tom were like, get out here. Get out here now. you got to see this. So, yeah, we went out on the porch. Go ahead, Tom. I mean, I came out on the but, porch. And, and, and so... Um, 
you came out, and we're you know we're all kind of having a dialogue as this thing, whatever it is, it's moving in weird patterns and you know disappearing, and we didn't see it, and you barely see it through those trees, and uh, I mean, and we're trying you know trying to you know analyze it to get a fix on what it is, you know, what it could possibly be, if it's a, a, some kind of weird airplane or maybe even a, like an RC plane. But, it was, it was too far away, and I think I had estimated, you know, well, I was off a little bit, that it was like, you know, three miles away. It was, yeah, two to three like miles two, at least, I, two I miles think we away. figured out, yeah. And then, you know, I'm, I'm holding my thumb out, you know, to kind of get a, you know, kind of do a, a point of reference to get some kind of a size of this thing. And um, it was like the almost the width, well, half the width of my thumb from about two miles away, because I know the distance. Yeah. So whatever that was, you know, that was about three cars wide. You know, proportionally, size. yeah, yeah, proportionally. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a guess, but go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. Well, no, what no, I was sure. no, well, I wanted to bring you on here because you guys were the ones that saw this first. Now, yeah, like Tom said, we were on the, the back deck, <clears throat> and when they brought me out there, you know, I was in, of course, in my jeans and t-shirt, so I stood there for a couple minutes until I started to freeze solid, and and I I experienced the same thing. Uh, what this was was, you know, I saw like a like a greenish and whitish colors, and then you know I thought I saw some reds later on, but this particular whatever it was was doing. I was telling, I called Bill Konkoleski from Mufon yesterday, Michigan Mufon yesterday, and talked to him about it. And what I told him is it looked like something that, like a skateboarder on a half pipe, it was doing maneuvers like that. You know, wow. right. it was just kind of going back and forth and doing stuff like that, but it also was doing all types of stuff. It was doing all types of weird aeronautics. It was just, it was, it was insane. And we sat and watched this thing for about. I think you ran in and got your camera. I have it all written down. I should have pulled the file and just read it on the air. But uh, yeah, uh, that's what I said. While you guys are looking at it, and I said I got to get my camera and see if I can get something on video. Yeah, yeah. Or anything. Yeah, you and, ran in uh, and you came out as we watched this thing. And we watched it for a couple of minutes, and then it just went away. Tom took some pictures, which I'd like to take. I'd like to check those out if we could maybe even put them up on the site. If you're cool with that, Tom. I mean, I didn't ask yeah, you before. Uh, we might be I able mean, to put the these one, up. One is I have one. You know, it's what well, if you want to call it clear. It's from a distance, but it, it does have um, when you blow it up a shape to it. I mean, it's not round. It is definitely like a, a oblong shape. Yeah. Yeah. When I zoom in. Well, well, I'll have to get a hold of those pictures tonight, but we'll put them up on the homepage. People can check them out. Sure. You also took some video, am I correct? Correct. Uh, we might. And go. there was a period, last, actually, last night when we were sitting at the end of go, and I had a, you know, we had some downtime, and I was uh, looking at the video, you know, on the small screen of my camera, and there there is a small portion on there that I actually you do see the lights doing the, the weird maneuvers. Okay. So I think so. On, a, on a bigger screen, we'll actually be able to see it better. Yeah. Well, the thing that was weird is that when this thing went away, we thought it was gone for good. Uh, we're like, oh crap, it's gone. Yeah, they're back to the Alpha Omega Galaxy. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, they're back yeah. to they're back to yeah, the, wherever. So uh, we were kind of bummed. So we stood there, we're like, well, let's not just leave yet. You never know what's going to happen. And sure enough, it came back out right. uh, about five minutes later, and. This time, what was more perplexing is that it seemed like it got a bit closer to us, which could have been maybe, you know, not that much, but it seemed like we could see it a little bit better, and that's where I actually saw the colors of this mm -hmm. thing. It was still doing these weird maneuvers and stuff the whole time. 
But whatever it was moving around was really, really fast. I mean, to make these kind of moves. I mean, an airplane. We we all seen airplanes, and you know, I'm not. You know, I'm just. We're more. Tom and I right now are just kind of relaying what we saw, and what we saw was something that didn't behave like an airplane. An airplane, when it makes maneuvers, it, it takes a time for it to make the maneuver. This thing was making turns on a dime, jumping back and forth instantaneously at, at really quick speeds from what we could see. Uh, it was ridiculous. I've never seen anything like it. And uh, it, it really kind of it didn't scare us all that much. I mean, I think we were... We, oh, I, was, I was fascinated. It's like, what am I looking at? Well, where we thought, yeah. where we thought it was approximately at, we actually jumped in my car and drove down there. We went down to the area, and sure enough, and we may be off a little bit, but this thing, it was where we ended up at was a body of water. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Correct. And we stood out in this body of water just, like, looking around, kind of like, please take us, you know, putting our arms up and stuff in the sky. And whatnot. You know, <laughs> that was me. Yeah, that was Tom. And, uh, <laughs> but we, of course, you know, then we didn't see anything. Um, we didn't see anybody outside either that was like, looking either, so we don't know what happened, but... I, I I hardly think that we were the only three people that saw this thing in the sky. If something that was doing these maneuvers and it was as bright as it was, so more or less what I'm saying about this, you know, we're gonna we're gonna talk to Bill more about this from MUFON and file a report too uh, with the MUFON people. But anybody in in the Grand Haven area uh, slash Ferries Ferriesburg area, right? Right. Ferriesburg area. Um, Please, if you've seen, if you saw this particular thing at approximately 11:28 p.m. Friday, uh, November 28th, this past Friday night, get a hold of me. Just email me, uh, ScottL at ghostlytalk.com. Uh, this is serious. This isn't a joke. We saw this thing. It's blown us away. I've never seen anything like this. I don't think you've ever seen anything like this before, right, Tom? No, no. I know like Amber that. hadn't. I know Amber hadn't because Amber was with us. How did she react? Because she tends not to like. Um, she didn't want to drive down there. Let's just say that. We had to drag her in the car. We had to pretty much drag her into the car to go with us. She, uh, she was yeah. not really excited about going. But she was as curious as we were, though. Yeah, she was. Well, she was, but curious, but scared to death at the same time. Yeah. So I'm just putting that out there. Anybody in the West Michigan area, because judging by how good we could see it. I mean, it wasn't great, but we could see something moving out there. This thing could have been seen in all different directions. I don't know right. if, it's, if it could have went out as far as Grand Rapids or not. But, I mean, on that West Michigan area there, if you, you know, you're listening to this show or if you're listening to the show later this week, please get a hold of me, ScottL at ghostlytalk.com, because um, I'm really curious to see if anybody else saw this thing. And, and Three of us saw it clear as day. You know, I'm trying yeah. to justify that we're not nuts here. We're not losing our minds. We were just enjoying a Friday night. We went out to dinner, hung out, you know, just the usual thing. And I usually end up on the couch where, you know, on Friday night watching a movie. And that's what I was doing. And then all of a sudden, just we ended up on the porch here watching this thing, this thing fly around the sky in front of us. So, please. Well, uh, I do have a, a pair of binoculars in my uh, my equipment bag now. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I dug out yesterday morning. Was uh, I got to have binoculars from now on? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I really wish. Yeah, if I'd had binoculars, I could have got a better better look at what. Oh it was. yeah, that would have been like anything. I mean, I don't care. It was it was that situation. It was the least time anyone would expect would expect to see something like that. Right. It was a right. Friday night. We all just got. We were all fat and happy. We were all relaxing. We just you know, just watching, just watching TV. They're on the porch talking. We everybody was relaxing. We the paranormal stuff was the last thing on our minds. 
And right. this is when this thing happens. So, you know, this is no, this isn't a publicity stunt. This isn't any of that crap. This is, I don't know what else to tell you. This is just really, really weird. You know, I went to Roswell, New Mexico. <laughs> I wanted to, you know, hunt for UFO because you know the year before last or whatever was my Bigfoot year. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, this year was my UFO year. And and you guys. Saw an unexplainable object instead of me. I'm kind of jealous. I'm not. <laughs> I can tell you that it's it's it wasn't all too far off of the things you see on TV, which you know that's why I'm kind of like you know we we including my bad video. Well, that's what I was gonna say. The video. Yay! Oh, we have a blurry video too. Oh, well, the, well the video the video that Tom took. We were we kind of looked at it on the camera and we're like, oh god, this is just gonna suck. But you know what? It comes down to the same thing, though, when it comes to ghost hunting or any of this stuff. You know, it's an experience that the three of us had. And I don't really care if you don't right. believe me. You know what I mean? As far, right. If you want to shoot holes in what we have, go right ahead. Uh, Tom made the brilliant move of going and getting his camera. Because we right. didn't have it. Uh, Amber and I didn't have ours. Right. We, weren't, we weren't on the clock. <laughs> we, were, we were relaxed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, Tom got his camera and did the best he could. So whatever. I don't care if, if somebody don't believe us or they think whatever. Uh, it was a, I've never had experience like this before, and I'm still kind of in shock about the thing. I know I am, but I, I knew that we needed to talk about it tonight on the show and see if anybody else saw this thing. I really feel like I got cheated on my Friday night because nothing happened. Yeah, I know. You're – yeah. The, well, maybe that was for the best. I didn't have, like, any crazy stalkers or ghosts or UFOs or anything. It was just a regular Friday. I got, I, I was cheated. Uh, stick around. We can Bye, do you want yeah, me to talk true. to you, honey? Uh, yes, will you please stalk me? Yeah, go okay. go and tap on the window tonight or something. It's <laughs> <laughs> around this weekend out the right way. But, no, I, again, I just want to stress that, that this isn't, I know this has been done on other shows. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. And that's not what's going on here. This is something that I wanted to report to you guys, especially to the people on the west side of Michigan, that if you saw this thing, please, please get a hold of me or contact the MUFON people, too. Contact yep. Bill Konkoleski. It's M-I-M-U-F-O-N dot org. Dot org. You got it. Uh, get a hold of those guys. But I'd like to talk to you, too, because, I mean, I'd like to take some confirmation that the three of us weren't just going bug-eyed out there, because all three of us were like, oh, there it is right there. Oh, it, yeah. I mean, I don't... <laughs> I, I kind of feel like these people that are like, oh, you're crazy. You didn't see anything. Yes, I did. I saw something out there, man. I'm serious. Uh, and we saw something out there. Just, I, you know, and I, you know, I, I, I saw it, you know, and I've been around airplanes all my life, and I've, I've seen the, the stunt planes. I've seen how they can fly, and this thing was doing things that are dynamically impossible with a, a, a real plane. Yeah, it I agree. Ripped, it would have ripped the wings off. Yeah. Wow. The thing was just disintegrated. It was just it was doing just take your finger, anybody out there listening to this show, and just go <laughs> funny, Bonnie's Bonnie. finger. Just keep going. Bonnie's doing it very well. But no, but just no, but just seriously. Seriously, Bonnie. Just do this kind of thing, you know. No like, one can see you. you this is but I'm really telling people take your finger. I'm doing a big Z in the air. And then I'm gonna do the take home base. No, right. what I'm saying is if you just take your finger and just kinda move it around randomly, <coughs> this is what this thing was doing. Just take, right. you know, uh, th just to, to try to give you some kind of visual out there. So, uh, 
yeah. think the skateboard one was probably a pretty well. That good was one of the an- that analogy. was one of the maneuvers it was doing too. It was kind of like doing this this you know like a big U kind yeah, of yeah a big U, but it would do all kinds of you know, but it would come back down or come back up this way. It was doing stuff that just was. I mean, any idiot will tell you that it was physically impossible. We don't have any wow. kind of craft as far as we know that can do this kind of thing. So yeah, I mean, yeah, we could hear we could hear cars going over the bridge in the distance. Yeah, there was no sound. Yeah, no that was the other thing too. Because the, the, the yeah the, the the bridge is right there. We were not you know a couple like a mile and a half away from the bridge, and you could hear cars coming over that very easily. You could hear the clinking on the bridge and stuff like that. Um, and this whatever this thing was, it made no sound either. It was perfectly silent. Wow. You know, and this. I'm sure I'm leaving some details out. That's why we we got I got home and I I grabbed my laptop and just. Giant, all the details down that I can remember. That's the best thing to Scott, do. The one thing with the, with the video that will be valuable is there's the audio of our comments as we're watching this thing, so we can play back. And that what? Would, would probably holy F, holy S, S, holy this. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we, I know, that, I, yeah. Well, no, we were describing it too. Honestly, honestly, we were all dumbfounded. Yeah, we were. Well, yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I I know. I timestamped it with my voice too. I mean, it's going to be on the tape also. Mm-hmm. But I said like, right. okay, it's eleven twenty nine. You know, it's or it's eleven thirty four p.m. right now, and we're still watching this thing, and it's in the distance. And about we did the how, best we could to document this thing. About how long was it there the first time that you had noticed it, and then when it came back, about how long was it there, and how long had it, had it disappeared? Tom, how long Are was it there the first minutes, time? Or I'd say no more than about two three minutes the first time. Okay. You know, it was, it was about uh, 25 after, and, you know, Amber and I, for about the first six seconds, we were just looking at this thing. And finally, you know, she says, quick, go get Scott. He's got to see this. And then he came out, and it was still doing its uh, maneuvers for probably another 60 seconds when he came out, and then it disappeared. And then we're like, oh, okay, I guess that's it. Yeah, but we waited, and then again it came out again. Then it, it was bright, and it was either closer or brighter. I don't know what yeah, it was. It, it was something. It looked like it was getting closer because it looked like it got a little bit bigger. To me, or it could have gotten better. There were some comments made by somebody about, "Oh no, it's getting closer." Yeah, Amber probably made that comment, like, "Oh my God, it's getting closer. This sucks," or something. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's perplexing. And again, all I can say is, if you saw this thing, please contact me, Scott L at GhostlyTalk.com. I'd like to hear what you saw. I'd like to start the weekend over. I want something paranormal to happen to me, please. <laughs> Well, Scott, I mean, think about it. I mean, this entire w- weekend, we were doing and seeing the things that we love. You know, I mean, we had uh, the, the sighting on Friday night, and then uh, uh, Saturday night, we were doing basically leading an investigation yeah. at the end to go in. You know, it was it was a good weekend. Yeah, it was a really good weekend. I mean, yeah, it's just, th- well, these things happen when you don't expect them, though. Bonnie's weekend is right. next weekend, but we're all hush-hush on that. Yeah, we're keeping it quiet on that. I'm Why? pretty... I don't know. We said I last can't. weekend on the show that I was going to Whispers Estate. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. And I can't, I can't go. I have to work. I'll be there. <laughs> what a bummer, dude. I'll I'll air grab your butt from a couple states away. Promises, promises. I will. <laughs> you wait. You're going to feel it. He'll be working. He'll be like in front of a customer, and then he'll go, Ooh! Oh, my. <laughs> Hi, well, it, can't, it, can't, it can't be any worse than these uh, uh, these uh, emails I get from uh, the guys from LGHS that's open on my phone. And, uh, well, <laughs> have you got oh, any of these guys? Yeah, yes, nothing like being greeted I've, by a scrotum. I've gotten uh, every phone, single yeah, one of them. Yes. yes. 
Tom, hang on yeah, the line. I, hang, hang tight for a okay. We're, we're going to be going to break here for a minute. But no, thanks, no, Tom, thanks for dropping on real quick. It's short, such short notice. No problem. And uh, yeah, we should get together after the show and uh, see if I can get these pictures from you somehow, and maybe slap this yeah, video I can get up. Maybe slap this video up on up. YouTube or something like that too, so we can throw it up there if possible. We'll see though. We'll talk about that after right. the show. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of. Uh, the, the weird thing that happened between the both of us. We both had, had some strange stuff happen. But I really want to see if somebody else saw this thing. I'm really stressing that. I want to see if someone else saw this. Please report this to us. Can't stress that enough. Uh, what do we got going on here for the rest of the show? Well, here's the, another thing i got to mention, too. The ironic part is, well, including this segment, um, four, well, yeah, including this segment, four-sixths of the show, ironically enough, is dedicated to nothing but UFOs, too. I think I'm going right. to go get pizza. And aliens and stuff like that. So, well, you know, the other funny thing is, you know, just two weeks ago, I attended uh, investigator training for move on in plant. Yeah. Well, this was <laughs> great field experience for you, Tom. Yeah, oh, yeah. Hitting the ground running, you know. Yeah, this is. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> we got to go to no break, kidding. though. Tom, hang on the line for a second, okay, dude? Uh, but okay. yeah, we're going to go to break here. Uh, so that was kind of, uh, yeah, actually some real hardcore like stuff to talk about here in the first half hour. I'm blown away. Coming up, though, we're going to be talking to uh, John Venture, who uh, we're going to be yeah. talking about all kinds of wild stuff with John Venture, including UFOs. So uh, stick around here. This is Ghostly Talk. I am author, actor, screenwriter, slash producer, slash paranormal investigator, Scott L. <laughs> And I'm demonologist. <laughs> oh wait a minute, I'm not a demonologist. Wow. I was just got, I've been waiting no, to do I, that. I, I, I'm not attaching any titles Either to my other than joking. other than a co-host of Ghostly Talk, and I Pretty love much. it. And I'm Doug. And, and wow. I'm old. <laughs> and I'm still a witch. And Bonnie. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Ghostly Talk! Ah, ah. X Radio, and you. You, you, you! This is Johnny. Johnny is going to use his computer to contact the spirits. His sister Jenny is very curious and watches. Johnny just typed in www.para-x.com and is now communicating with the dead. You go, Johnny. Jenny is excited because now she can listen to shows like Nightwatch with Todd Sheets, Caps Paranormal Radio with David and Tom, Paranormal Awareness with Bill Metz, Ghostology with Brian and Anna Marie, Leinster Paranormal Radio Show with Danny and Cormac, and The Ghost Divas Live. One day, the world will be a better place when we can all be like Johnny and Jenny and tune into Para-X Radio at www.para-x.com. All paranormal, all the time. Hey, it's Wolfman Mac with Wolfman Max Nightmare Cinema. We host classic B-horror and sci-fi movies, all the good stuff that you grew up with as a kid. And we show them every single month here in the Detroit area. But guess what, boys and girls? It's coming to you soon via the Internet. To find out more, visit www.nightmarecinema.com. That's S-I-N-E-M-A. It's Wolfman Mac. Scare you later, babies.
Beacons of Tomorrow presents Deconstructing Fireflies, a post-apocalyptic short story by the Ghost Man and Demon Hunter shows Nathan Schoonover and Christy Peterson. Bees are real, birds are not. Deer heads rot on rooftops under the blazing sun, chickens explode, and one stricken little boy searches in unlikely places for the souls of the mechanical animals his father creates. This unsettling tale is now available in the speculative fiction anthology Beacons of Tomorrow Second Collection. Buy your copy at TyrannosaurusPress.com, Amazon.com, Tower.com, and most online book retailers now. Beacons of Tomorrow Second Collection. It's a vision of the future so grotesque, you won't be able to look away. You are listening to Ghostly Talk. Like I said before the break, it's very, very ironic and topical tonight. <laughs> yes, we're extremely fortunate. We're going to talk about UFOs. We're also talking, um, we're going to be talking to the author of 12-21-2012, A Prophecy, John Venture. He yeah. wrote that, and uh, he also happens to pay a lot of attention to UFOs, which is really cool because of yeah, you know, the experience. weird thing that yeah. happened, which we got to talk. So. I don't want to. I don't want to be redundant on the air, John. So um, I'll have to tell you about this some other time. But uh, we'll get. Yeah, we'll tell you about what happened this week. But I do want to throw out the website. Uh, John's uh, John Venture, his book, uh, twelve twenty one two thousand twelve, a prophecy. The website is www dot twelve the number twelve dash twenty one the number twenty one dash. 2012-2012-a-prophecy.com. And, of course, that will be linked up at ghostlytalk.com. Yep, already is. In the, yep, there we go. Already done. So 12-21-2012, uh, all with dashes in between them, dash a-prophecy.com. Welcome, John Venture, to Ghostly Talk. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, it's good to have you on the show. Uh I, I, this is going to be really weird. Well, you know, let's, let's start with the, let's just get into this first. Let's start with this. You got you were actually featured on uh, UFOs Over Earth um, uh, on the Discovery Channel here just recently, weren't you? Yeah, just this past Monday on the twenty fourth at nine o'clock, uh, Discovery ran a new show, UFOs Over Earth, and they did the Bucks County UFO flap. Tell me, can we hear about this? Tell us about the, it's the Bucks County UFO flap, right? Tell us about this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was a really weird summer. We had 138 UFO sightings from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia, and about 60 of them were in the Bucks County area. Now, if you look at last summer, the same four months, we had 36 sightings. So now this year, we have four times as many. We have 138 sightings. And as a matter of fact, as soon as the show aired Monday, we got 27 more people went online and filed sightings, 21 of them in the Bucks County area. So normally I get eight or nine uh, investigations a month to do, 
And uh, we've got, right now, we've probably got about 180 UFO sightings in the past six months. You know, the one summer that we don't go to Pennsylvania. Yeah, no kidding. And then the, the UFOs invade. This was my summer, John, to go and, and, and look up, you know, UFO stuff. I went, for example, to Roswell, New Mexico for the Alien Festival, things like that. And I, yeah. I didn't get to see one. Turns out, you know, like every summer up till this for the past, what, four or five summers? Yeah. I've spent a lot of time in Pennsylvania until this summer yeah. when I went to New Mexico and I went everywhere but Pennsylvania, <laughs> and then that's where all the sightings are happening. So I guess I'm, I am I repel UFOs or something or make them go to where I used to be, something like that. Well, but, it's uh, interesting because amazing. Well, that you mentioned there's like this hot, you know, you're getting a lot more reports now. We just talked to, you know, we mentioned Bill the last half hour. I'll mention him here again. Bill Konkoleski, who's uh, the Michigan MUFON uh, uh, president here in Michigan. And he, um, he, we just saw him do a, a presentation a few weeks ago. And he said that the, 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 the reports they're getting has doubled between this year and last year, too. So I'm seeing a pattern here. It seems like the people, a lot more people seem to be seeing UFOs now. Yeah, I mean, it almost seems like we're heading in, in some direction here. I mean, UFO reports are up over up 100% from last year. They've doubled. And like I said, here in Pennsylvania, they're up at least four to five times what they were a year ago. And you know what's strange? I know you're over in the Detroit area, but yeah. we've got a guy, you know, we got a guy in Ohio that told, he calls me to see the UFO bright star-like object coming in off of Lake Erie into uh, the Sandusky area and into Pennsylvania. Now, two weeks later, I get a guy in Wheeling, West Virginia, calls me two Saturdays in a row, tells me he sees a bright star-like UFO coming in out of Ohio, over Wheeling into the Pittsburgh area. And those are like those are some of the reports that we're getting. You know what? I just saw one on Friday also. I'm going to say it. <laughs> we saw one also. We saw something in on the west side of Michigan. Uh, John, uh, also on Friday night. I'm not going to go into the de too much detail, but I'll just say that. that it, and it was, you know what? Thinking about it, you mentioned you you mentioned the description is star-like, correct? Yeah. That's kind of what I mean. We saw too. I mean, that's another description of it. Uh, so, I, what, what my question was going to be to you, which is kind of ridiculous for me to ask now, being my situation, but. Uh, you're seeing a lot more reports, a lot more sightings and things like that. And we asked, you know, Bill this not too long ago also from over here. And we're, you know, do you think, I mean, and this isn't a loaded question in any way, but I have to ask it. Uh, do you think it may be a result of a lot of the media coverage that's going on, though, too? I mean, I'm not saying that everybody's like, oh, I'm just going to report this for fun and this to be a jerk, or I'm going to report this so because maybe I can get my, you know, I can, I can be on TV or get some, some semblance of fame. But do you think there might be a part of that also, unfortunately? Yeah, well, we saw a, a spike after it hit the media, but we had 25 reports in the in the Pittsburgh area before, and at that point, after the 25, I brought the story to the Tribune Review, and we got a few more stories after that. And the same thing with Bucks County. We probably already had 40 reports before it hit the newspaper and, and the radio and, and the TV shows over there, and then you got another 20 or 30. But I'll tell you what, though, some of our best witnesses came came forward after it hit the media because they said they felt comfortable now that other people were seeing it. And if you watch the show on Monday, just real quickly, the two that came forward after it hit the media were the two that were in the show. Uh -huh. This one guy sees a large UFO. It's six UFOs docked together. 
there's a heat lightning storm in the background. He can see through the scenes, and he sees the six objects. So we go to the Philadelphia uh, International Airport, and we go to the tower, and they say, yeah, at 4.20 a.m. on June 27th, we had a large object come onto radar with no transponder. It veered towards the northeast and headed towards New York. That's exactly what the guy told us, and we didn't tell them that at the, at the tower. Oh and then we had a woman come forward who tells us this story about these metallic sprinkles coming down from the UFO into a tree. I'll be honest with you, I didn't believe her. So we, we cut branches and leaves from the tree, send it to two labs. It comes back that the leaves were subject to high radiation. It actually changed the DNA structure of it, and it, it produced this chemical called anthocyanine, and it, 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 it actually changed the leaf. And it also had high levels of boron and magnesium on the leaves, but yet it wasn't in the soil. Yeah. And we took samples from a couple blocks away. It wasn't on the leaves or the soil. So something is happening across southern Pennsylvania and particularly over in the Bucks County area. What? Uh, is there anything? Oh, wow, Whoa. I hear static. <laughs> I know, John? You're still with us, right? John? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Okay, good. Um, there was, uh, is there anything in Bucks County that would be like an attractor to UFOs or aliens? Like, is there a special soil makeup, or is there oil, or is there, you know, a lot of cattle, or what, 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 what would the aliens be interested in? Well, there's two Air Force bases in Bucks County, Willow Grove and McGuire. And you know, my first inkling, because we always try to disprove it, first, is that this is our military, the next generation of some craft that we have, yeah. and, and they're flying, you know, and they could be flying from, you know, where you guys are, Lake Michigan, across Ohio and southern Pennsylvania, out into the Atlantic. That's what we thought, you know, but when you listen to the descriptions, that's not what people are describing. We had cops give us descriptions, uh, all different people, and they said, look, we've seen everything that comes off these bases, and this isn't ours. Well, interesting. So, I mean, that and that does give us a good insight into what's you know as far as all these things are concerned. Why? I mean, I do, I do want to. Well, go ahead, well going back to your your media thing, you yeah, know how yeah. like on in October and and even like just this past Monday, they're, they they do things on like Travel Channel, Discovery yeah, yeah, Channel, yeah. you know, all those History Channel, all those channels. They do all these these things, and and a lot of them are you know ghosts or UFOs yeah. or whatever. And you know what I noticed when we started doing the show, uh, what, six years ago or whatever? 1837. The, yes, yeah. in 1837. One of the guests said, just pay attention. And since then, I've been paying ever-increasing attention to things, and that's how you notice things like yeah. synchronicity yeah. And, yep. and those little things that are, oh, must be coincidence, maybe not, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so you notice all these things if you pay attention. Well, I wonder if the media coverage, you know, things like what... It's making people aware. You know, John, yeah. John you were just in the... Um, you know, in the uh, UFOs are over Earth on Monday, and then that just makes people aware, and then they can pay attention more, and then see right. more happening in the skies, hence more reports. Yeah, I, you know, I tell you what, though, in uh, of all the all the media coverage, I think we were in fourteen newspapers, television shows, uh -huh. uh, like that. Eleven of the fourteen were very serious, and they they reported it as news. There were three that made fun of it, you know. Uh, matter of fact, one the TV news uh, actually said that they were Fourth of July Chinese lanterns. These things you light up. Yeah. So we actually we bought a bunch of them. 
I got six of the witnesses together. We lit them up and sent them up. It looked nothing like what they were seeing. It's actually, it was actually an insult to do that. But uh-huh. uh, the majority of the coverage has been very positive. People want to know what's going on. No, and I and I agree. I mean, I just I'm that's just a curiosity. Also, I want to know what's making this thing tick. Why there are all these reports? You know. Well, I, I think it is this thing. I, th- I think you nailed you. That's probably the best the best conclusion we can come to is that it is this awareness thing. It, it's yeah. very encouraging, John, to hear that uh, only three of the of the n- numerous media outlets reported it as a silly story. Because here in Detroit, was it last year or the year before? We had there was a, a sighting in I think Roseville, Michigan. Yeah, which is like yeah. one yeah. city yeah, over I remember from that. here. And uh, yeah, the, just a couple miles yeah, away the, the TV media reported it as if it were, you know, a clown gone awry at a birthday party. You know, well, I mean, yeah. it was just like, oh, my gosh, this is the silliest story ever. You wouldn't even believe it. Ah, ha, ha. You know, and then they throw a pipe plate yeah, in the I, air. If I remember laugh. correctly in that story, it was, they, yeah, they, it was re- reported. Well, they talked to the father. Yeah. They talked to the father, if I remember correctly. And the story goes that there was his child yelled for him. Right. Um, to come yes, to, that come was to that. his bedroom. Come into the bedroom. And yeah. he ran in there and saw what this glowing. Well, he saw this glowing thing. What he also said that he described was it looked like it was. He saw like white and red stripes going across everything too. Like the light was beaming in like a right light, like white and red like you know yeah. beams, and it, it just covered them. And it was really and, and they amazing. tried to get they tried to you know they they had a cell phone and they tried to get but you know video and pictures on cell phones are, yeah it's not it don't they're do even justice. worse than you know those things that Al Qaeda you know puts out you know <laughs> aka aka they're just like totally totally blurry and terrible no yeah. packages from yeah no packages Iraq from, next weekend <laughs> yeah thank you uh, but no I so it's good to see like like Doug said though John that 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 the, the, the the reporting is it, being it's it's in a positive manner because I remember ten years ago, John, and I'm sure you do too. Any of these stories that came out, they I mean, from what I saw, they were all scoffed at. They're like, "Oh, some crazy guy saw a UFO in the sky again. Let's talk to him." Well, I saw a UFO in the sky. <laughs> you know what do you want? It seems like it's a lot more positive now. Well, you know that's the way, and you know it's funny. I, I give a presentation called "The Case for UFOs." I'm going to do that January 24th in Bucks County. But the Brookings Institute in Washington D.C. did a study of the UFO phenomenon, and they concluded people couldn't handle the truth. So you can't tell them the truth; you have to make fun of it. And the Rand Institute in 1968, eight years later, yeah. did another study of it and said the best thing to do is to make fun of the reporters, the reporters, and just make fun of it, and it'll go away because you can't tell the people the truth. Now, I disagree with that, you know, obviously. And, and I think the public now, and maybe it's just more sci-fi movies coming out, et cetera, people accept this. And there was an AOL poll of 136,000 people just recently. 91% said they believe there's intelligent life somewhere in the universe. 63% said they believe the Earth's been visited. And 14% said that they've seen a UFO. Those are pretty high numbers. Well, I think you have to, and this is one of the few points that I'll stand by strong on this show. I think you have to be an idiot to deny that there are that we are the only, and I put this in quotes, conscious life form in this universe. If you believe that, well, I, I don't know about that, but I do. Carl, okay, all right. I, I I understand, but but I do believe that you have to be an idiot. Not to know that there are literally millions of people who say that they have seen a UFO. And and of those millions of people, if even one is telling the truth, wow. Yeah, it's amazing. And um, and I think, yeah. you know, I think millions are telling the truth. There's going to be a handful of people, you know, oh, yeah, me too. Uh-huh. You know, I know people like <laughs> you that. Know that. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, do you know that. 
you know, the, the Vatican twice, and, and the last time was in May, came out and gave a statement on life in space, on UFOs. And the Vatican's position is that there is life somewhere in space, that God created it, it's in God's image, and that they've probably sinned and fallen from grace just like us. But God did not, in all his eminence, just put life on this tiny planet. And that's the Vatican saying that. Yeah. And you know what's funny? The more I look into this, the more I find. And I tell people, look, it's okay to be a skeptic, but don't be an uninformed skeptic. The yeah. more you look, the more you find. Yeah, I, and that goes both ways. I mean, know the other side is, you know, learn about as much as you can on both sides of the picture. Because uh, that's that's how you are informed, like you said, John. It's very important. But I think it, it, the Vatican's just backing me up. Well, <laughs> I mean, you're of, nuts if you if you don't think you, if you think we're the only race here. Or speaking of getting informed, yeah, there's going to be a lot of people who want to know more. They want to know more yeah, about yeah, Bucks yeah, County. Yeah. They want to know more about what John Venture does. Um, John, you said you you just mentioned what about five minutes ago um, uh, on January 24th. You're going to be presenting, right? Yes, and that's going to be at. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we're John. having a yeah we're having a UFO conference in Bucks at Bucks County Community College, and it seems appropriate to do it right there in Bucks County. And uh, we're having some guest speakers. Bill Burns from UFO Hunters will be there. Dr. David Jacobs from Temple University. He gives a great talk on alien abductions and the hybrid program. And then we're going to have these witnesses come up. I'm going to give a presentation, and then they're going to get up and talk about what they saw. And it's Saturday, January 24th in uh, Bucks County Community College. You know, it's interesting. We just did a conference here in uh, October near Pittsburgh at Westmoreland Community College. And we do these at colleges, because, you know, and, and the colleges are okay with doing them, too, because, and that's another sign that there's acceptance there, that the college says, fine, that, that's good, go ahead and do it. And uh, we're doing it on a campus in a professional auditorium, and, and, and people understand that this is real. And that's really important. I think that's another a good point you made, too, that the, even the educational systems are starting to take this stuff a lot more serious. I know when I was in college, <laughs> it, that, that wasn't that long ago, either. It wouldn't have flown just, uh, you know, eight, year, you know, eight, nine, you know, ten years ago. Uh, so it is, you know, we've spoken at colleges before, too, on, on the paranormal, yeah. on ghost hunting, yeah. all kinds of stuff. So there is that acceptance there. So it's really refreshing. It's a great thing to see. And, again, it kind of goes back to the question I asked earlier. You know, why are all these people seeing all these things? And I think it's because there is this, all this awareness being put out there that people are, you know, we're having you with conferences, we're having seminars, people are speaking about this thing, uh, people are giving presentations on these subjects, um, and I think that's what's making people think a lot more. John, is, is there a website or is there a link at uh, 12-21-2012-a-prophecy.com? Is there a link to the conference information on there, or is there a special conference website, or can, can they find out for, about it from you? No, that's, that's the, uh, you go to that website, and uh, my son, actually, I told him today, you got to put it up, because <laughs> we, have the October, we have the October conference still there, and I said, you got to take that down and put the January conference up, this is already being advertised in newspapers, and people are going to go to it, and you got to put it up, so we'll see if they give it a couple of days, but uh, you can also go to uh, P-A-M-U-F-O-N.com, PennsylvaniaMUFON.com, and, and the... Uh, conferences there, along with my, my book is there also. Oh, yeah, well, speaking of which, we only got a couple minutes here, John. Let's talk about the book for a second. Uh, 12-21-2012, A Prophecy. Uh, tell us about this for a second. 
Well, I tell you what, I wrote this book uh, a few years ago, and this, you know, I finished writing it in '06, and I published it about 18 months ago. Page 12 he talks about the the, uh, the collapse of the financial and housing markets in 2008. That happened. There's got to be five things in the storyline that's already happened, and it's a book about prophecies leading up to 2012. Beginning of the story has politics, and I set the world up in 2012. Middle of the story has a lot of prophecy that Gene Dixon, Edgar Casey, and there's going to be some Earth changes, uh, whether it's an asteroid flooding, etc. I'll leave it up to you to read the book. But the last two chapters really is about where did we come from? Is it is it creation? Is it evolution? The uh, North Atlantic, the Greenland ice sheet melts, and when it melts away, they find a pod. And in the pod is two aliens. And we revive one of the two, and they tell us our true past. And I tell you what, I think the dialogue, the storyline, the ending of the book to me is classic. <laughs> I mean, not because I wrote it, but people that have read it said it's one of the best stories they've ever read. But the scary thing is a lot of the predictions are coming true. Oh. I mean, who else predicted the financial and housing market was going to collapse in 08, two years ago? And there are other things in the storyline that are coming true, but it's really a really good story. And if you don't know a lot about UFOs and that, the storyline will really bring you along, and, and you'll enjoy the end. I won't tell you what happens, but it's a really good ending to the story. Fantastic. John, we got to thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight uh, and talking about it. I'm glad we had you, I'm glad we had you on. This so kind of the static as well. I know. If one thing's breaking, another thing is breaking around here. Uh, no. We'll get it cleaned up yeah. on the break. I'm sorry, John. Where were you? Hey, Scott. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, Scott. One more thing. In, in the end of the book, there's a, a section on paranormal that experiences that I've had. Maybe in the future days we could talk about that. No, yeah, we talked about that before, and let's definitely uh, for a future time let's get, let's bring you back on and talk more about that. That'd be great. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, hang on the line. Don't okay. leave us just yet, John. Hang yeah, type for one second. Like um, so that was John Venture, the website, www.12-21-2012-a-prophecy.com. Of course, that is linked up at ghostlytalk.com. Yep, permanently. And, uh, and how topical. So coming, how topical. Up, coming up next, Michael Luckman, uh, we're going to continue talking about uh, aliens, aliens, UFOs, UFOs that kind of thing uh, in, in this Alien one. rock. Alien rock. I, I mean, saw this book in Amber's collection because I was like, Amber... I, you know, I want to start getting some, you know, different people on the show, some right. some different stuff. I want, to, I don't want to, you know, talk about, you know, all, you know, the same stuff. I want to talk about new things. And well, check out this book, Scott. And I got a hold of Michael, and he was nice enough to come on the show tonight. So, so we're talking Alien Rock right after this independent music. For more info, visit ghostlytalk.com. the veil between this world and the next getting thinner I'm Chris Sloan inviting you to join in and listen to a new podcast that deals with the paranormal parapod with new guests every week from paranormal investigators to the people they help hear actual EVP the people that capture. We go into a case to disprove a haunting. Three flashlights, actually four, count the lantern, were actually honed in on this thing, and it was swallowing the light up. Parapod. 
Log on to myspace.com forward slash Chris Sloan Radio. That's myspace.com forward slash C-H-R-I-S-S-L-O-N-E Radio. The only difference between the believer and the skeptic is time. And your time is now. Listen to Darker Side of the Moon Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Visit our website at DarkerSideRadio.com. From horror movies to the paranormal, we cover it all. It's a spooky, weird, and zany kind of show. With your hosts, Laura Moon and Becky Ray. Don't miss it. Around in the dining room upstairs, and the 
believe in things that go bump in the night. Night Watchers at nightwatchers.info. Whether you're an amateur or a professional paranormal investigator, the Night Watchers want you to investigate some of the country's most haunted places. The Night Watchers want you. Already in a group? Perfect. Groups are welcome. Join today at nightwatchers.info. Night Watchers at nightwatchers.info. The future of paranormal investigation. You're listening to Ghostly Talk. From Elvis to the Beatles, from Michael Jackson to Marilyn Manson, Rock stars uh, claim to have seen, communed with, been inspired by, and sometimes even descended from extraterrestrials. Alien Rock is an irreverent, illuminating, all-access path to the star's unearthly encounters. Some friendly, some frightening, and some frankly bizarre, much like the Ghostly Talk crew here. (laughs) The website is www.paraview.com slash Luckman, L-U-C-K-M-A-N, slash index.htm, and we would like to welcome to the show Michael Luckman. Hey, welcome to Ghostly Talk. Hey, thanks very much for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you on, and I, when I saw, I, like I was saying before the break, uh, I was talking to my girlfriend, I'm like, you know, I really want to start, you know, getting some, you know, some different, some interesting topics and talking about things, and Amber put your book in my hand, my girlfriend, she's like, you really should check in the, you know, contact Michael, because I think this might be a really interesting person to talk to, so I'm really excited to have you on here tonight, um, and talk about some of this weird stuff that comes, to, and I've heard stuff about, you know, the whole alien connection when it comes to rock music or pop music or anything like that, so I really am looking forward to getting a good insight into some of this stuff. Um, I, I guess we can start with this one. I guess I, I understand that uh, you've been busy lately keeping track of uh, Robbie Williams, uh, and Robbie in- uh, Williams is England's number one pop star. You know, he, I don't think I don't know if he's that popular here, but he's you know England's number one pop star. Uh, he has temporarily put his music career on hold to track UFOs, right? Much like me. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, it's like me. I haven't put out an album well since birth, <laughs> but you know, it's because of my whole obsession with the paranormal. Yeah, um, <laughs> tell us about. I mean, he, he took he put his career musical career on hold to track UFOs and ghost and ghostly phenomena. Also, uh, well, tell us about this. I really want to hear. Well, what this guy's well, going well on. just amazing. I haven't been able. To, I actually have not met him yet. I've been tracking him and in contact with various people. Uh, we're very close with him. I know he's gotten my emails, uh, but uh, it's a long, long story. But essentially, uh, just to, to sort, of, sort of sum it all up uh, yeah. quickly, uh, Robbie, uh, well, first of all, uh, Robbie uh, decided, you know, his mother really got him interested in all these paranormal things, according to Robbie himself. Uh, she's been interested in everything from witchcraft to uh, uh, to uh, UFOs to uh a ghostly phenomenon, and on and on and on across the board. Uh, Robbie's got a lot of tattoos all over his body, uh-huh. and uh, on the back of his uh, neck uh, is uh, heavily tattooed. And the back of his neck is the Eye of Horus, 
and there is a very interesting connection because that happens to be precisely the same uh, symbol, Egyptian symbol, that is used by an organization called Enlightened Contact with Extraterrestrial Intelligence, which is run by my friend James Gilliland, who runs a 70-acre uh, ranch uh, in the state of Washington near uh, Mount Adams. Mm. Uh, Robbie spent two weeks there, camped out. They saw something like 30 uh, UFOs. I've seen some of the footage. Some of it's just really quite amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, and he also wrote some songs. Now, the, the thing about Robbie is I've been quoted all over the world on this. At Robbie, in my belief, I really do strongly feel this. Uh, I'm also director of the uh, New York Center for Extraterrestrial Research. Mm -hmm. I feel that Robbie is the guy, the point man, if you will, for human contact with extraterrestrials. He has had uh, not only some sightings, but had an unbelievable thing happen to him uh, where he claims that a uh, UFO, a uh, long strip of black light in some fashion, uh, went into his recording studio while they were recording a song about or writing a song about alien contact and buzzed all around the place before finally exiting, I guess, the door or the window. And uh, so this guy is, like, really, really serious about it. Uh, here's a man who's worth, uh, uh, I would say, uh, probably a half a billion dollars, easily, uh -huh. uh, who had recently, uh, several years ago, uh, a, uh, an extraterrestrial uh, tour called Close Encounters, a musical uh, tour. Uh -huh. uh, he's been going around to uh, UFO uh, conventions, popping up. Uh, he's been in the desert, camped out. He's been all over the place. He's very, very serious about all of this. And I think I think that's super cool. Even though you know a person who you know is this famous, uh, their passion for this thing uh, kind of overrides like the whole worry about. Yeah, I'm gonna get mobbed probably when I get there, but I still want to go. I want to go and see this stuff. I want to learn like everybody else does too. So it's you know I always you know I think it's great when celebrities like that sort they they have a passion like anybody else does. You know? Yeah, so, and you yeah, know something cool. he doesn't get mobbed that much, and the people some people know who he is. He does live live here in Los Angeles. But that's only recent that he moved here to Los Angeles. He doesn't get very much press in this country, though worldwide it's a whole other story. He's not only number one, the number one pop artist in uh, in England, but also through most parts of uh, of Europe. Yeah. Uh, so you know he's an amazing, he's an amazing, uh, he's an amazing guy. Now what he wants to do, the latest thing that he wants to do, which nobody knows about, this story is going to be breaking in London in a matter of days in, in the uh, tabloid uh, papers there. He wants to fly a plane, a private plane, and land it in Mount, uh, in, in, uh, on, on the mountaintop in Mount Adams in the state of Washington. Uh -huh. That's a, adjacent to my friend's ranch, but not. But there's quite a bit of distance between my friend's ranch and the uh, and Mount Adams. Um, there's also uh, a lake there called Trout Lake. Anyway, on one side of Mount Adams is uh, is wilderness, and on the other side, controlled by the. Uh, uh, park rangers. On the other side, it's an Indian reservation, mm. and they're all up in arms that Robbie would want to come and, and unannounced, pretty much, land a plane there uh, to you know to try to make contact with uh, aliens. Uh, I compare that mountain or at least that area with the uh, Devil's Tower, you may recall in uh, in the uh, uh, in the state of Wyoming, mm -hmm. uh, that final scene in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Oh yeah. Where they finally make contact using music. Uh, interestingly enough, okay. uh, uh, one of the reasons I was also interested in getting hold of uh, Robbie is that I've been working on uh, a uh, project called the Signal Space Concerts, which I talk about in my book. 
it's a very expensive, very difficult thing to to pull off. We're we're still hoping we can do it, although we've had some financial setbacks, free, uh, frankly, recently because uh-huh. of what happened with the you know with the whole economy melting down. Oh yeah, <laughs> we all we're all feeling that. <laughs> but, but yeah, but the plan the plan is to do a, a, a series of concerts. Each one is larger, larger than the Woodstock, uh, the original Woodstock festival, which my one of my partners has been involved with from the very beginning. Uh, and to uh, try to make contact uh, by sending out music uh, to various locations in our solar system and beyond by beaming music by the world's leading uh, uh, singers, le- leading uh, a rock and pop the stars. We would hope to have Robbie there. But there's a long list of uh, a wish lists, uh, including uh, Paul McCartney and uh, David Bowie, of course, and Elton John and all the, all the big people who you would think would yeah, be having yeah. interest in this stuff. So I mean, you're talking about a festival, more or less. Uh, it is. It is. I it's, mean, it's, a concert. I mean, a concert, nonetheless. I mean, entertainment, right? It's, uh, yeah, it's an outdoor. It's basically an outdoor concert. Yeah, and it's yeah. about, about a twelve to sixteen hour event. And I mean, and the purpose of this would be to try to make contact with extraterrestrials. That'd be one of the goals, correct? Using music, absolutely. Using both music and also using uh, uh, pulse lasers and other uh, and other uh, uh, other uh, special. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, effects that we could use to, to draw their attention. How cool would that be? <laughs> oh, I think it's I an think amazing that would be idea. Fan, I mean, that would be amazing. I mean, even if you didn't, if, if if the extraterrestrials didn't come, I think it still would be a fantastic experience, uh, Michael. I think it would be a great thing to do regardless. Uh, but I think the premise is even more cool. <laughs> which, even with the speed of... Uh, you know, transmitting into space, yeah, um, and you know, even the speed of light or uh, or you know, microwave energy or whatever, yeah. that you're modulating and sending out into space, they may not get it for a while. No, that's but see, if that's, they get that's, it, that's not come. true. Yeah, actually, that's not true. You think so, but that's really not true. What it it actually only takes to to send a message to uh, uh, to Mars, for example, and to uh, receive a signal back if there were to be a signal. It just takes, um, I think it's maybe 10 minutes each way. Right. Uh, less to the moon and, uh, and more to farther distances. But, uh, you know, of course, all, all things, radio waves, what you guys are doing right tonight, what we're doing filters out. Everything filters out, but it, but it gets kind of mixed in together and stuff. Uh, you know, and, and the whole idea here is to have, foc- is to have focused targets. Right. That we would hope that we might be able to, you know, make a score if we get lucky. Well, it, is this a mental thing? It seems like this would be a mental thing. Also, I mean, the people attending uh, this 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 event, it seems like there might have to be a mental thing too. I mean, I mean, I'm sure the electronics. It would be. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. It, 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 tele, it definitely is a telepathic event. Uh, a friend of mine uh, by the name of a Japanese uh, man by the name of uh, an inventor by the name of Masahiro. Kahanta has invented this highly sophisticated brainwave machine, uh, which uh, he calls a psychic brainwave machine, and which basically uh, uh, takes uh, uh, people's thoughts and uh, is capable of uh, putting them into a visual form. And, uh, and of course, those once we have those uh, patterns, that can be broadcast out, uh, um, you know, among the signals that we that we send, so we can have Bowie on stage performing, or Paul McCartney, or, or whoever, and and uh, with those signals, uh, you know, interpreted and in, in going out to uh, uh, to these uh, various uh, places in our solar system and beyond their solar system. Okay. 
Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. This, I gotta ask you about this brain machine now too. <laughs> We're okay. Just, I mean, I, I I don't know if you're an expert on this, but you said that this takes a person's brain waves and makes them into a visual. I mean, it makes them into a visual thing, correct? Or or an audible yeah, well, thing? it does. Yeah, no, it does. Now, now, of course, uh, biofeedback machines do that anyway. Uh, the uh, uh, the NASA uses biofeedback machines actually to uh, to train uh, its astronauts. Uh-huh. Uh, this one is a much more uh, sophisticated one, and if you if you have any predisposition towards psychic uh, 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 thought, uh, this one can 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 allow you to to heighten that by practicing and using it. Oh wow! So this, I'm, this is blowing me away. This would be I mean, what an event this could be. Um, and obviously, like you said, there's been some setbacks, though, unfortunately, because of the economy and stuff like that. So hopefully that recovers for you guys. Hopefully the, this thing can be put together. Because I think, I mean, I want to go. <laughs> I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to. Are you asking, what was the question? What is it going to be? Or? Well, no, I'm just, I'm just commenting that uh, this is just a fantastic idea you guys have. Uh, and I, I mean, I definitely want a ticket. Yeah, how, <laughs> how, how far along in the... Uh, process is it like is it impending or is it well we were planning now? to do it originally for uh, this uh, coming summer uh, and to do uh, all three of them uh, one in Berlin one in uh, New York and the third one originally was going to be in Japan but then it was switched there was think we were thinking of India uh, but now everything is up for grabs and it, I, I don't know uh, there is a possibility perhaps of doing something by the summer, uh, but uh, it also may very well be that it takes much longer than that. Uh, yeah. It's a huge amount of uh, money involved. Interestingly enough, the artists really aren't that, for us anyway, the artists aren't that hard to uh, reach, um, but uh, uh, that uh, that is uh, to reach for these purposes. But uh, but the problem is that uh, the, the, the problem is, is that the uh, the uh, uh, you know the kind of money that's involved with doing oh god I can right. imagine that yeah. and like contracts and legal stuff and insurance and venues and dealing yeah, it's, there, it's, it's a it, lot of work you take the the amount of work and time put into planning just a wedding yeah which are always insane and I know a little I've bit of event planning I've done in my past right as as and then you go time <laughs> five million yeah Doug will be a bridezilla yeah. <laughs> No, yeah, I can imagine it's it's a it's a huge undertaking. Let's talk about Alien Rock though, for uh, if we sure. can. For I mean, I, and the book is comprised of a few stories. I mean, well, several stories. And I wonder if we could, if we could just talk about a couple of these things. You know, maybe kind of sure. work our way up to like you know maybe your favorite or something or uh, you know the number one performer. Um, you know, who's the closest of all UFOs. But I mean, like, maybe let's start with a couple down the list though. Could you throw a couple our way? Uh, yeah. Who do you want to start with? <laughs> I mean, I gotta start with Elvis. We let's start with Elvis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do Elvis. Sure, why not? The king. Yeah, the king. <laughs> okay. Well, Elvis. Uh, Elvis. Uh, Elvis had more. Elvis had more experiences than anybody else uh, with uh, with UFOs. Uh, it started when actually when he was uh, uh, when he was uh, uh, born, uh, according to uh, Vernon Presley, his father. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a uh, uh, a blue, strange blue light that was seen over uh, his uh, the, the two room uh, uh, shack in Tupelo, Mississippi. Okay. Uh, at the time he was born, uh, then uh, you go to a period of about when he was maybe about six, eight years old, where apparently he had contact 
according to my sources, with two beams, uh, two of light beams of light, and they showed him what his life would be like in the future. Uh, and they showed him a man, like a moving picture, and they showed him a man uh, with uh, in a jumpsuit. Uh, it was Elvis. He didn't know who he was, of course, yeah, uh, yeah. singing uh, in the future. Uh, throughout his lifetime, Elvis had uh, UFO sightings and felt very strongly that they were here to help mankind. He was very, uh, very, very open to it. He did a tremendous amount of uh, reading on the subject. And uh, I, uh, I'm friends with Larry Geller, who was, uh, was uh, Elvis's... Uh, uh, hairstylist, is, and, and that's how he got to know him, but he also lived uh, at uh, Graceland for a long period of time. Uh -huh. And Larry became his new age uh, representative, new, re new age uh, uh, consultant, and uh, told him uh, where to, uh, you know, what books to get. And Elvis actually carried with him, or had with him, 300 uh, books uh, that were related to uh, not only UFOs, but all kinds of paranormal and other phenomena. Well, I've heard that you know Elvis Presley had an affinity also for law enforcement too. Uh, this is just something I this is something I heard, but he used to actually you know carry firearms sometimes. He actually had a badge at one point. I mean, more of a funny point, but I didn't know that he was this involved with the with you know UFOs and aliens and things like that. Um, and, and that he was. My question with that, or my you know the idea I have is. Uh, these whoever visited him at first, it seems like maybe they had a premonition, or they were, they knew they could see the future. Obviously, they showed him the future uh, of what he was going to be. I don't. I, I'm wondering what the purpose of that would be to, to show him his future and tell him that you know this is what you're going to do down the road. Uh, just, I mean, I'm wondering why they would do that though. Did, did you ever I'm find that sure. out? I'm not sure. There are lots of questions you could ask that we really don't have answers for. Oh yeah, of for course. Example, right. you know, here's a guy who got him so involved with with uh, drugs and so dependent on drugs toward the end of his life and uh and he died very young and uh you know uh toward you know where you know where, where was this all all going as far as the extraterrestrials were concerned where they wanted uh to go uh i don't have an answer uh, for that but uh, he even himself believed that he was not from here but from another planet as as did uh, jimmy hendrix but elvis is just uh, totally amazing that he felt that way mm -hmm. He felt he was from a blue. He referred to a blue star planet. How interesting! And you mentioned Jimi Hendrix, and I am firmly convinced that Jimi Hendrix is an alien. <laughs> he, he was well, an alien. Yeah, Jimmy, yeah, but Jimmy, you know, Jimmy. The amazing thing about Jimmy, of course, is uh, even besides the whole UFO connection, is that I mean, you know, what amazing output in, in such a short period of tragically short period of time. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, there are a lot of, the, I mean, uh, I, I found lots and lots and lots of people uh, that I didn't expect to find. Uh, for example, uh, you know, Mick Jagger uh, went UFO uh, sky watching, uh, you know, all the way back in the uh, 70s. He was with Marion Faithful, who was his girlfriend at that time, mm -hmm. a, a singer, and uh, when they saw a uh, mothership. Uh, which is unusual uh, sighting of a very large-sized craft mm. capable uh, of, of handling a smaller uh, craft. And uh, so he, he saw that. He had a UFO alarm uh, in his uh, home in England, and that thing kept on going off every time he'd leave the, the mansion. So I don't know what that means, except that there was some electromagnetic interference in the area, whether it was from UFOs or where it was from, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, UFOs were actually seen at the at the 
at the ill-fated uh, Altamont, a UFO was seen at the, and photographed at a UFO at the uh, Altamont uh, concert in uh, in California. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Amber and I actually got in a conversation about this the other night. And, you know, we're talking about some artists, some very, very, very influential artists. We're talking about the Rolling Stones, we're talking about Jimi Hendrix, we're talking about Elvis Presley. I mean, those three, three groups or people alone uh, pretty much kind of forged ahead of what, you know, music and rock music sounds like now. Uh, yeah. Amber and I were talking, uh, you know, my girlfriend and Amber and I were talking about this the other night. And we were talking about music and kind of what makes things tick when it comes to music. And, like, when you, when you hear a song, right, and, like, you know, you get that hook. The hook hits you, right? And it's that hook that makes you bob your head and draws you into the song, right? And that, in a, excuse me, in and of itself is a very difficult thing to do, to write a song like that, that not only like a couple people can really get into, but millions of people can come into, to the point where yeah. they, they're influenced to go out and write their own music, right? Yeah. Um, and, that, you know, we're, now we're talking about aliens and, and this whole alien connection with rock bands. Um, and we were kind of, in our conversation, it was kind of like this ethereal thing. Because like, I don't think anybody can really understand, you know, explain, like, what makes a song a good song that, you know, lots of people will like. I, I think it's beyond our comprehension as far, you know, I'm sure there's the scientist out there going, well, if you play it in a 4-4 four, four beat and, and, you know, and, and all this stuff, you know, they can break it down mechanically. But I think really when it comes down to it, the whole idea is beyond our comprehension. It's just a tone or sounds that may be pleasing to our eardrums. Now, I'm wondering, you know, as far as, you know, like Mick Jagger and people like that, I'm wondering, you know, if they were, if these UFOs, the connection of this thing, maybe they gave them these powers or showed them, like, this is how you create music that, that's going to make people love your music, you know, and it's going to better the human race, and there's sure there's some reasons for it. Do you follow what I'm saying, Michael? Yeah, I do. Actually, there's a whole chapter in my book called the ELF Electro... Uh, 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 what did I call it? Uh, e, uh, the ELF... Mm -hmm. uh, well, yeah, Extraterrestrial Musical Forces, ELF. Okay. And uh, what it is dealing with is a surprising number of very well-known artists uh, have had all kinds of experiences where... When they have written music, uh, ranging from John Lennon having a muse, a female muse, who he he said was responsible for his music, uh, and when he was when the muse broke off communication with him, he was actually unable to write songs for that whole period of time, which was more than a year. Uh -huh. So finally, he, the, the muse somehow reestablished contact. Uh, Carlos Santana having a uh, a being, uh, an, an archangel uh, 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 being. Uh, somebody with a beard, a human-type person, uh, who he'd have communication with, who he said was responsible for writing some of his hit uh, songs. Um, uh, performers performing on stage, many, many, many major performers performing on stage, not knowing where the music exactly, uh, who's driving, for example, in a concert. Who's, they don't feel that they're in control of the concert. They, they feel that they're along for the ride. Uh, even in the most extreme uh, examples, music that is being created on stage, uh, not by the six or eight members of a particular group that's performing, but rather by some extreme, some outside source that uh, some of the music is coming from. In other words, they cannot account for some of the music that's being played on stage. Uh, all kinds of uh, of, uh, of uh, lyrics that are being written, uh, for example, Led Zeppelin, uh, Stairway to Heaven, mm -hmm. who was written when it was almost like an automatic type writing where, where they sat down, Jimmy Page, and he's writing the song. He doesn't know where it's coming from, and, 
and, you know, and he just writes it out, and he wasn't in a particularly good mood. And at the end, he almost jumps out of his chair when he sees what he's written. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, Paul McCartney doesn't read or write music to this very day. Uh, so there is a lot of, you put your finger exactly on a good part of this, there's a lot of that kind of, mm -hmm. kind of uh, 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 inter interchange of uh, that kind of phenomenon is happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, Michael, let's take a quick break, though. Let's, let's chill back here for a minute. Um, okay. This is fantastic. This is amazing. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you guys, you, I don't know if you guys are into this or not, but I am. <laughs> so I'm having fun here. Um, yeah, let's talk more about this. Let's take a break, quick break. We're talking about Alien Rock here. We're going to get into some other stuff here, uh, you know, in the next half an hour also. Michael, thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you. Uh, this is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. And I'm Doug. And I'm Bonnie. We'll be right back after this. Ghostly Talk! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Paranormal News on Ghostly Talk Radio. Paranormal News is produced by Genesis Creations Entertainment. I'm your host, Bonnie Vance. San Diego Paranormal is an affiliate for Sideshow Collectibles and Collectibles Today. From the Munsters to Scary Movie and even Pirates of the Caribbean, we've got you covered. How about a statue of Elvira for your desk? Please go to www.sdparanormal.com and look for Sideshow Collectibles and Haunted Collectibles on the left-hand navigation bar. Stafford, Connecticut Group investigates Burroughs School Ghosts. Tony Diana, a local ghost investigator, claims there are at least two spiritual entities believed to be children haunting the former school. He says there may be another entity, possibly a female teacher from the 30s and 40s, who haunts the building as well. Diana, co-founder of Insight Paranormal Investigations, has investigated the school on several occasions and claims a lot of spiritual activity has taken place. He calls the building a wonderful, controlled environment for ghost hunting. In one incident in room 205, an investigator for another ghost hunting group that was working with Insight Paranormal Investigations had his digital thermometer inexplicably fly out of his hands and his camera went next. The incident was supposedly caught on video. Diana says one can see the camera strap lift up before it left the man's hands. Recordings of disembodied voices and a number of eerie personal experiences are enough for the Mason-Dixon Paranormal Society to conclude that the Schifferstadt Architectural Museum is haunted. During the investigation, which was open to the public for a fee to benefit the museum, the Society collected about 70 hours of digital video recordings, more than two hours of thermal imaging video, and 180 hours of audio. After days of close watching and listening, they came away with 35 EVPs, believed to be recordings of ghostly voices. 
For more information on these stories, please go to www.sdparanormal.com and the Paranormal News Feed page. Don't forget, sign up for a free subscription to Paranormal News. Thanks for joining us today on Paranormal News. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on Paranormal News, please send us an email at paraxnews at aol.com. You can listen to Paranormal News on Ghostly Talk Radio at www.ghostlytalk.com. Please check out their other fine shows. Or you can join us at paranormalnews.mypodcast.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Bonnie Vance. Hi, this is Luke. And this is Tobin from Quest Research. Hey, Tobin, when do you get when four guys with absolutely no video experience whatsoever decide to produce their own online paranormal TV show? I don't know what. Oh, wait. I do know. Ghost Diaries, right? That's right. You can check us out and get involved at www.questresearch.net. And the good thing about being new is that we will only get better. We are the Pander City Ghost Group, and we've been in business for over 40 years, serving the metropolitan area and beyond. Hi, my name is Dan Shoemaker, and my father started this business in 1967, and I carry on that great tradition of great low prices. This week only, get a complete investigation plus a house blessing for only $299.99. And we'll help you quit smoking, drinking, or break any old bad habits with an exorcism for only $49.99.99. I'm a licensed deliverance minister and pastor of the New Hope United Church. Come out and see us sometime at Sunday service here right here in exit 217 East Babylonian Avenue. And remember... We're ready to believe you for the right price. The Pander City Ghost Group, for all your paranormal needs. Call us toll-free at 1-877-555-1375. That's 1-877-555-1375. Or visit us on the web at www.pandercityghost.com. Don't be caught bored waiting for something to go bump in the night. Listen to the Paranormal Broadcast System with Brad, Brandon, Todd, and Paul. Well, hello, Mr. Phantom Man. Listen to some great interviews with some amazing guests that run the gamut from ghost hunting groups across the country to paranormal personalities in the media. First, let's be serious for a moment. Then let's have some fun! We've got it all covered. Tune in and listen to intriguing interviews with our hosts from L.A. Spirits and the Louisiana Spectral Research Center. Then kick back and listen to us try to be funny with some crazy Cajun. And some other guys, too. This is no kid's show, folks. It's the Paranormal Broadcast System. Listen to us poke fun at ourselves. It's funnier that way. You can find us at www.laghosts.com. That's www.laghosts.com. You're listening to Ghostly Talk with Doug, Scott L., and Bonnie.
only part of that bump out that Bonnie mouthed was the and Bonnie part. I noticed that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was way too funny. How self-indulgent. I know. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the paranormal. So well, it's official. The, the the Tim Tams are gone. Yes. They, they thanks were again to Australia. Susan. Yes. Yes. Susan, from Melbourne, so Australia. Susan thank you for uh, making us even fatter than we already are. Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. I love it. Now, those are fan. Those are... You're like... I noticed something like... Amer- and this is very brief. Uh, American chocolate is like, like you know... Chocolate here, like candy here in the United States, mm-hmm. is much is well. It's good, but it's much more sweet than than stuff from another part. Yeah, of the that world. wasn't that as sweet true. as I expected it to no, be. No, it's but it was much still more very good. Mild, oh, very good, very but that's why I like yummy, it. Mild and delicious. It doesn't make my teeth hurt. That's what Yay. I like about it. So, Ooh, thank you again, Susan. <laughs> we appreciate that. We're talking with. Um, uh, Michael Luckman of www.paraview.com slash Luckman slash index.htm. Of course, that link is up at ghostlytalk.com. Yep, yep. And it goes right forever. to the book Alien Rock. It goes and, right to that book. Yep, and we're talking about the book Alien Rock and everything that surrounds it. It's it's uh, all kinds of uh, this, yeah, this people that, that you've... You know, that mean a lot to the musical world. Uh, you know, creative geniuses to, you know, the fastest players to the fast, you know, the... All the oh, a- anybody who has any type of influence, you know, I mean... Right, very really. influential, influential people have reported either guidance or experiences or UFO sightings or all this interesting stuff mm-hmm. uh, dealing with aliens and UFOs. I have to ask Michael, I'm, I'm sorry, Doug, I have to ask yeah. this, though. Michael, I got to ask you about Michael Jackson, though, too. Uh, okay. What, can, I, can you give us his story briefly? Well, briefly, as far as uh, specifically uh, any kind of uh, UFO contact he might have right. had or sightings, when he was uh, in his early 20s, he was in an airplane, uh, flying over Alaska, and he did see. Uh, he was in the uh, cockpit of a of a of a plane, and the pilot. He did point out to a pilot uh, some crystalline, beautiful crystalline uh, 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 formations uh, that uh, just seemed to be dancing there in the sky, uh, and they were you know changing color. They were like blue and and uh, and purple and uh, and yellow and. Uh, he asked the pilot if he had ever seen it, and the pilot said no, he had not. And he considered it uh, UFO. Of course, UFO can be just almost anything that you see that you get identified. But but Michael very strongly feels uh, that the UFOs are uh, are real. I uh, I met him uh, uh, four years ago uh, when he was uh, here in New York and uh, uh, talked to him briefly. And he did, uh, you know, he was in favor of you uh, trying to make uh, UFO contact. He, even though he denies it now, there was a period in his life when uh, I would say about uh, maybe 15 years ago when he uh, was in favor of building, wanted to actually build a landing strip to welcome UFOs to uh, Earth. And was, uh, part of that the game plan was to photograph any UFOs that might have come into the uh, into the vicinity, uh, you know, uh, uh-huh. of that landing strip. Probably going right to his backyard, correct? Right, exactly. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, yeah, that's, I was just curious about Michael Jackson. Now, another thing, too, um, you've, uh, you, you, you're going to be, la- this is going to be happening soon, you're launching a new movie called Cosmic Majority 2012. Uh, you know, well, it's a project. It's not a movie. It's a project. Uh, well, I said movement, not movie. Oh, oh yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, oh, there's plenty of there's movies. There's plenty of movies, yeah. I'm, yeah. Glad, I'm glad yeah. this is a yeah. movie. Well, Cosmic, I, I can give you a thumbnail on that. Cosmic Majority uh, 2012 is essentially 
using the uh, countdown of, uh, to 2012, which is very much on a lot of people's minds and will continue to be, I understand there are no fewer, and this is hard to believe, but I understand that there were something like 600,000 websites all involved with, in one way or another with 2012. And wh even if that figure is is off, and it comes from a reliable source, but even if it's somewhat off, uh, it's just amazing the amount of interest in, and it's in both in film and in uh, uh, and in uh, uh, and, and in, in the publishing world, it's like the big considered the biggest area right now for mm -hmm. exploitation, 2012. Um, my only feeling about 2012 is that the Mayan calendar. I'm no expert on the Mayan calendar, but my feeling is, from what research I've done, that the Mayan calendar does not represent necessarily a drop-dead date. Uh, so I'm not so much focused on that December 21st, uh, 2012, which is the end date, uh, the last date in the most scientifically calendar ever uh, created. Uh, however, uh, what does disturb me uh, quite a bit uh, is that there were lots of other things that seem to be all intersecting at approximately that time, whether it's on that date or or, or, or more generally that year, uh, that uh, concerned me. And uh, so my feeling is, and, and a lot of it has to do with the sun. Uh, the sun is in a, a, every 11 years goes through something called the solar maximum. Mm -hmm. It's an output of more energy than usual. And the sun, of course, completely drives our weather. Uh, and uh, we rely on it for a lot of things. The sun will, uh, uh, according to NASA officials, has been acting in a very peculiar way. But they have projected, that, according to scientists, that by 19, I'm sorry, by 2012, uh, that uh, it will be in, again in the solar maximum. That we know, but it's a question of how much greater will the solar maximum be. I am told that the solar maximum uh, could be something like. Uh, uh, the strongest uh, that it's uh, been in uh, something like 400 years, uh, and also that sunspots, which totally drive our weather, mm. uh, will be seen on the sun that are as large as some planets. If any of that happens, and depending on how it happens and to what degree it happens, we could be toast. Or, you know, things could happen in any degree, and and and, and we've lived through we live through solar maximums all the time. And the most it might do is to knock out some of our telecommunications uh, satellites. Uh, uh, so, it, it you know it's, it's 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 anyone's guess exactly what's going to happen with the with the sun. But I, it it is something to be quite concerned about the way I read it uh, right now. Uh, and I've looked at other things uh, from Nostradamus to uh, uh, to uh, you know uh, the. Uh, uh, the Indians, American, Native Americans, and, and others, and uh, um, definitely all seems to be pointing in that general direction. So whether it's 2012, 2013, 2011, uh -huh. uh, just based on, of course, what the weather's been doing all along, is definitely out of control. You don't have to be an expert to know that it's out of control. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I am uh, concerned about it. The, once we, with, with, with Cosmic Majority uh, 2012, it'll be a website. It'll be more than that. It'll be a, uh, a movement uh, uh, that will uh, embrace a lot of things, including the paranormal, including including UFOs, because this all does tie into it. And uh, I would say that as we get closer and closer to, uh, to uh, uh, you know, uh, difficult these difficult times get worse uh then i think that uh, there might be a greater opportunity perhaps at that time to uh, to uh, establish a contact 
But mm. there's something else, and that has to relate it to UFOs, which is something that we're going to be bringing out that has hardly been brought out before. It pertains to the so-called third secret of Fatima. Uh, the Fatima, uh, Fatima prophecy goes back, it's very big in the Catholic Church, one of the most fundamental things in the Catholic Church. It goes all the way back to the uh, 1917 in, in Fatima, Portugal, uh, where these three little shepherd kids see, see, uh, have a contact with, with some being, a female that they say is, is, uh, Mary. And anyway, uh, they're told that they can prove that there's going to be, uh, <clears throat> that these, uh, the, that these prophecies are going to happen, uh, by on a particular date if, if people will come to, to that little town and people do come there, uh, to prove that <clears throat> that there's something real to what these kids are, are, are reporting. And the people come, and 70,000 people come, there are photographs of it. There are lots of photographs of it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, and news photographs. And, uh, and also people took other people. And uh, you know, 70,000 people, they're soaked to the bone. They don't know what's going to happen. Suddenly, where the sun would normally be, there's a spinning disc in the sky, uh, metallic by all reports, uh, grayish, metallic, <clears throat> with lights along the edge, the outer edge. The very uh, bright colored light spinning. It drops from the where the sun would be roughly <clears throat> to where the cloud level would be. They all drop to the, to the ground. They think they're they're done. They, they think it's the end of the world. <clears throat> this the so-called second sun or dancing sun retreats back into the sky, <clears throat> back to where it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, the in the process, all of their clothes and the ground, which had been completely wet, completely dry now. <clears throat> this, in my view, was an extraterrestrial event, and um, the importance of it is is that the third secret of Fatima tells us that, according to Pope John Paul II, and the Church had kept it secret all this time, according to Pope uh, John Paul II, was remarkably frank on one particular time and only once uh, that there is a uh, uh, that there is a celestial object on its way toward Earth that will come here in this general time period. I'm saying this general time period, I mean, he said it earlier, but but uh, this is the general time period, and there's no way to put an exact time yeah, uh, yeah. on it. And uh, that this would uh, cause uh, millions of people to perish in, in, in a matter of minutes, and uh, that would be an unthinkable type of thing. Uh, this is further verified by uh, Malachi Martin, who was a... Uh, 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 an intimate uh, 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 consultant to uh, Pope uh, Paul, uh, John Paul II, as yeah, well as uh, the other Popes, and, mm-hmm. and he knew this thing was also coming in our direction. Now, some people connect this so-called celestial object with the dark star, the companion dark star to Planet X. I'm saying a lot of things I'm saying pretty quickly, but as Zechariah Sitchin talks about, mm-hmm. uh, which has had this effect before on the Earth if you buy into into Planet X, which I do. Sitchin's a friend of mine, and I definitely subscribe to it. Mm-hmm. Now, Sitchin doesn't feel that this thing is coming this quickly, uh, so it may or may not be Sitchin's object, but whatever it is, there may be something coming our way if, you, if you're going to subscribe to the to the Fatima, uh, you know, any of the Fatima uh, uh, prophecy. Yeah. So, so th- again, so this is all intersects in 2012. Uh, or, or not in 2012 precisely, but in this period of time, this general period of time, of course, which the church refers to as the end times, is also a reference in 
the book of Revelations. I'm not a very much of a religious person, but there is a reference in the book of Revelations to uh, something called wormwood, mm-hmm. which would, which is an object that comes toward Earth and creates enormous uh, devastation. Wow. And and so when when this website, the Cosmic Majority uh, 2012 yeah. website, is enabled, there'll be a link up at paraview.com slash Luckman, right? Uh, yeah, there will there, there will be, and also there'll be a lot of publicity attendant to it. I plan to be on uh, coast to coast uh, with yeah. uh, George Nori, and and there'll be also other uh, all kinds of other uh, publicity attendant to it. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing that because. Uh, you know, we're George getting Narayan. closer. I mean, God, this year is like over. <laughs> I know that uh, two, 2008 so almost gone. Yeah, so. 2009 is here, and like you know, this the, you know we're there three years away, and you know we're gonna be in 2012. I never thought it would come as quick as it had, but you know we're there, we're on top of it now, <clears throat> and yeah, it's starting to be it's starting to rear its ugly head, whether it's ugly yeah, or not. I, yeah, I'm not I'm not one of those who feels that uh, we're necessarily. I don't discount the fact that we may be going into a different paradigm a different you know a different level um, uh, spiritually a different level all of those things that I do fear or I certainly am concerned about that that it, there's a physical component here that uh, cannot be uh, cannot be dismissed uh, that uh, you know doesn't bode uh, too well for us that doesn't mean that everybody <laughs> it doesn't mean that everybody is going to be wiped out yeah. but it does it, it, it's a very perilous uh, situation and it could mean uh, a lot of people yeah I mean uh, and, and very much you know like in the in the in the case of the in the case of the uh, let's say uh, dark star companion to planet X uh, if that's what's causing it or whatever this object is of course depending on on its orbit and its trajectory and how it comes toward the earth um, would very much depend on because planet X even when it's come toward the earth all right, there was once the biblical flood, which we think is connected to it, but there are other times when, when there, when there's not, you know, when there's been far less damage. So, you mm-hmm. know, the best thing though is to be prepared and to, you know, uh, be prepared for the worst and 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 to uh, do what, uh, what what you can, which is not a whole, a hell of a lot, but it's certain <laughs> things that you can do. Right, yeah, and prepare for the worst know. and hope for the best. Is yeah, exactly. What they say, yeah. Well, wow. you know, and, uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it may be some kind of shift. There could be a lot of lives lost, unfortunately. And it would be really sad to see, uh, but, you know, we may be enlightened as a result of that, though, too. Uh, I think a lot of people on this planet now have this idea that they're indestructible, that we're the center of the universe. I mean, some people are arrogant like that still. Oh, yeah. With all this stuff out there, they think that they're indestructible and that nothing's going to touch us. And, you know, uh, if you study any astronomy at all, you're going you're gonna to see numbers and... and and concepts that you know that are just pretty much a walk in the park out in space that are completely mind bending you know here on this planet as far as numbers are concerned uh, astronomical figures um, right. and those can have very dire effects on our part <laughs> as far as the Earth's right. concerned right. so yeah well, t- it's going to be interesting I'm sorry what was that Michael yeah no, I was just going to say that 911 uh, you know we were blindsided by 911 we were blindsided by the uh, economic uh, meltdown yeah uh you know just a, a year ago people would have said well that's impossible that'll never they can never happen i mean that uh i mean we deal with the concert we've been dealing with uh with uh, uh foreign investors particularly from uh from berlin and, and germany and uh, uh these i was with two guys two men who were pledged to put a couple million dollars into the concert and uh now they can't afford to put anything and they, they cut back suddenly overnight from 
75 full-time employees of the real estate company down to 15, and they had mm-hmm. to cancel their own salaries in order to pay for those 15 employees. So oh things changed very abruptly. Well, I'm glad to see they're at least helping and doing something about it and being proactive. <laughs> I'm yeah, like yeah. a lot of people in this C- country. Yeah, CEOs you know. and CFOs and CIOs here. Yeah, they won't. God forbid you touch salary. into their salary. Oh, no. I'm glad to see they're at least trying. You know, it's it's a refreshing to see someone cares enough. Like I don't want to see my company go under, and I don't want to see everybody lose their job. So you know, right. I, I should do something here. Since I'm a millionaire, uh, <laughs> you know, right. I, to you know help these people out. That's that's actually a refreshing thing to hear. Really quick, uh, another thing. We only got a couple minutes here. Um, one of the things I, that was mentioned is that you you've had paranormal phenomena happen in your apartment there in New York City. Yeah, I have, and I'll try to jam it into the remaining. <laughs> we have it. Uh, basically, I basically. Uh, uh, and I've not had anything like this happen before, but a couple of years ago, I was uh, in my bedroom, and in the bedroom I was talking to a friend, and there, there are there's one lamp, a uh, single lamp, and then uh, uh, another lamp with three bulbs on it that's on the wall. Yeah. They're all attached to a, to a, to the same uh, dimmer switch, so it's impossible for the light, for one light to to go up and down without the other ones going up and down. And what happened was is that the one with the three lights started going up and down by itself while the stationary lamp remained stationary. Uh, as I, and only when I was talking about UFOs in the concert, that lasted for about five minutes. I said to my friend, did you see what just happened? And <laughs> when I stopped talking about it, it stopped. Now, <clears throat> then my, another friend said to me over the phone, he said, oh, have you had anything else like that happen? I said, well... People go through their entire lifetime, they don't have something like this happen ever once. Yeah. He said, well, you know, see what happens. And, and sure enough, the next night or two nights later, the uh, where I'm sitting right now in the living room, there are four bulbs up on top in the ceiling in a single fixture, and they started, like, popping off like flash bulbs. <laughs> it can't be done. It doesn't work like that, the electricity. And <clears throat> that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the most extraordinary thing that happened to me was that I was sitting uh, at my desk, and on a coffee table, I had three discs. They're actually uh, uh, pieces that it, uh, that go onto a uh, a uh, vibrator, uh, like uh, to massage your back. Uh, one of those deals. And it's yeah, like yeah. three discs. Uh, they're made out of very hard rubber, I guess. And uh, the three of them were uh, on the edge of the tape, near the edge of the table. And uh, I'm on the phone, and I'm watching a video, very important UFO videotape, and I hear. You know, a bam, and I, you know, I hear a noise, and I, I go, uh, and I see that that these discs that were just uh, piled up one on top of another have traveled on their own about seven, eight inches, and went into the my uh, com- the printer of my computer. So okay, you know, I I can't understand it, and I look, and there's no vibration from anywhere. Could understand how it happened, but here's the kicker. I said to myself, well, what I'd like to see <clears throat> if there's anything to this. It's for these discs, which I piled up on the table, one on top of another, to come on their own volition off the table. And sure as hell, a minute later, they went up about a foot in the, about a foot in the air and landed on the floor. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and I'm afraid, frankly, I'm afraid to see if it'll happen again. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you feel because I have... Uh, 
magically opening. I found out that I have magically opening doors to my uh, furnace room. Oh, really? uh, yeah, I found that out Friday night, and I'm uh, now I'm scared to death to go down that hallway <laughs> to go to the yeah. lavatory in the basement because yeah. the furnace room doors may be open. Sure. Dun dun dun, and I'm like, ah, okay, that's scary. Sure. Wow, Michael. Well, the stuff that's happening in your apartment, um, now, is this, is it, now I'm wondering, if, if this, do you think this is related to UFOs in any way as far as uh, extraterrestrials? Well, yeah, it was. It was definitely related to the subject of it because the, 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 uh, in each instance there was a UFO connection. When these uh, discs popped off the ta- jumped off the table, I was watching like the most important, and for the first time I was watching this videotape, about the uh, documentary uh, about uh, UFOs and the cover-up uh, that I was seeing for the first time exactly at that moment. So I was very focused on it just as that thing happened. Uh, you know, similarly, when I was in the bedroom with the lamps going the way they were, I was also involved with, uh, uh, you know, I was talking about the, the concerts. Now I thought that they would actually happen. It was difficult to, to mm. get that money together and things like that. And, and then that's when it happened right then and there. So, yeah, I do think they're related. Well, it had to been some type of, you know, I mean, it's energy. It's some type of focused energy, it sounds like. I yeah. mean, uh, and you commanded this in a certain way, it sounds like, too. So right. that's, just, that's just fantastic. Right. Yeah. Well, I have to say, um, wow, you've got a lot on your plate. You've got, <laughs> you've got the you know, Cosmic got, Majority yeah. 2012 yeah. coming up. You've got the... You, you've got we actually the, covered everything, though. I mean, I'm I'm flabbergasted. I'm really happy. We like, got a lot done here. And you've got the concert here. that you're working on and... Uh, I mean, this, this is a lot of stuff, so I want to remind everybody, yeah. the website is www.paraview.com slash Luckman, L-U-C-K-M-A-N, slash index.htm. Of course, that is linked up at ghostlytalk.com and will be forever. So go back and keep going back yeah. and, and watch for, for all the updates to what Michael Luckman's been up to and what oh, he's yeah. uh, going yeah, to be or, up to. By the to. way, if you, if you just Google my name uh, in relation to, uh, let's say, Robbie Williams or... Uh, or also uh, Prince uh, William has uh, been a fan of my book. So there are lots of uh, and there are stories about the Signal Space concert. So you'll get all of that. I mean, there are literally, literally thousands of stories on the Internet right now. Excellent. Excellent. Fantastic. Cool. Hang on the line for one second, Michael. Don't leave us just yet, okay? Hang tight. Okay. Uh, God, that was fantastic. God. Fantastic. Alien Rock. Alien Rock. I've been looking. I've been to con- and I've been convinced that, that some of these bands were the problem. And we've talked about music and and, and the supernatural the, before. Yeah, but well, this was this was definitely a unique take. And I, wow, Michael has a, yeah, quite a thing there. Fantastic. Alien Rock is the book, and check uh, it out. Yeah, of course you can um, Google that. Um, coming, coming up. up yeah, go ahead, Robbie Thomas. We're going to be talking with Robbie Thomas about um, all kinds. Oh of stuff. wow, there's yeah. a whole bunch of stuff coming yeah. up. Uh, specifically, some cases he's he's been into and things like that. So we'll yeah, looking forward to that after this member all music on Ghostly Talk is independent music. So so take a listen. Miss a live broadcast? Feel free to download it direct from the on demand archives at ghostlytalk.com. feel like there's something happening in your home or business? Something you can't explain? Do you think that whatever is happening seems to be paranormal? Do they exist? 
Florida Ghost Hunters at FloridaGhostHunters.com are looking for haunted locations throughout Central Florida. Let the team at Florida Ghost Hunters investigate your paranormal experience. Their mission is to disprove a haunting with science, to find a reasonable explanation to a problem, and whatever is left becomes evidence. FloridaGhostHunters.com If you've experienced paranormal activity in your home or business, you are urged to visit FloridaGhostHunters.com and click Need Help. (gasps) FloridaGhostHunters.com Interested in ghosts, UFOs? How about the occult? Are you psychic? Would you like to find out? Well, if you're intrigued by the world's curiosities and all that is paranormal, then Paralore.com is a place for you. Create your own profile, start a photo album, write a blog, or just hang out and watch countless hours worth of paranormal videos while chatting with other Paralore members. Who knows? You could win a prize or two if you're quick and brave enough. It's all here, and it's all free. Visit www.paralore.com and join today. Again, membership is free, and we know you won't be disappointed. Paralore.com. Unlock your mind. i 
I'm Tim Yancey, inviting you to explore the fascinating realm of the paranormal. Ghosts and hauntings, Bigfoot, UFOs, and alien abductions. Join me live every Sunday evening at 9 p.m. with the foremost authorities and experts in the world regarding the mysterious realm of the unexplained. The Encounters Paranormal Radio Series, as heard on WBZT, 1230 a.m. com. listening to Ghostly Talk with your hosts, Doug, Scott L., and Bonnie. That was the hand signal. We're continuing. No, yeah, this is the bird. That was a good signal. We're continuing. <laughs> That's my favorite hand signal. Yes. I love it. I saw you doing that with the draw the yes. yeah yes. in the air. Yeah. Robbie Thomas has given t- uh, many what most would call the spiritual experience of their lives, connecting to the other side and bringing messages of hope and encouragement throughout diverse experience. Sixteen years of helping with murder and missing persons cases and helping bring resolve to families. Ten years of online and personal sessions and three years working on many prominent programs in TV, radio, and print media is what Robbie is committed to. And, of course, we, uh, we're we also going to talk about Paracon. Uh, or, or, I'm yeah. sorry. We're, we're going to talk about... Paracon 2009. Coming up and in Canada. he's going to talk about how much he loves me and my hands. <laughs> and, of course, and the website is www.robbythomas.net, which is, of course, uh, linked up at ghostlytalk.com. Yes, it is. Robbie Thomas, welcome to Ghostly Talk. Hello, beautiful people. <laughs> he, he aimed that at me. That's right. You know, of course. when she when she came up behind me and she put that elbow and she started massaging me, remember that? Yeah, I remember. Mm. And, you know, guys, everything just kind of went limp. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, wait like, a second, wait a second. Let me rephrase that. Let's start over. Uh, rewind. <laughs> Almost everything. <laughs> it was good for me, too. That happens a lot for her. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I'm serious. When she comes and she put that elbow right in that one spot, and you, you become like a zombie. You just, you know, you don't move. And, and she just like, she owns you. You know what I'm saying? Well, actually, I'm gonna have Robbie do commercials she's done for this. my yeah, massage. I think that's a good idea. The the thing is, is when she did that, she elbowed my back once, and that I just giggled. giggled. I just I just turned There's into a giggling idiot. There's one spot on Doug's just back, and I know exactly where it is. <laughs> if I hit it, he giggles like a schoolgirl, and it's the funniest it's, thing ever. Yeah, it's fun for her anyway. Well, before I got them old man's pillows that I have on my bed now, <laughs> um, I you know I used to have neck aches all the time, right? Yep. Uh, I was having neck pains, and I thought it was from, you know, that's even back when I was still playing music. I'm like, okay, i got to cut this headbanging crap out because it's killing me, right? Um, <clears throat> I found out, you know, at the end of it, it was, it was a, you know, pillows that I was using in my bed. I need to get a better pillow. Uh, but you used to come over and work my neck, and, oh, God, I used to scream like a little girl. Uh, he did, too. <laughs> just, it was definitely I've noticed, terrible. and I'm just going to say this. But it then, worked. You then, worked it out. Then we can get on topic. But I've noticed men are the absolute worst. At taking a massage. We don't have a pain threshold women like women do. Women can take it and yeah. not say a word. Men scream like a little girl. It's a pain threshold thing. I agree with that 100%. you got a higher pain threshold. And I, 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 when you, we finally get through it, yeah, I felt pretty good at the end of the thing or the next day. But, yeah, I was, oh, that okay, was bad. So, Robbie, <laughs> I, I know exactly what you're talking about, man. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, I, you know, Dave Schrader is very boisterous, and you know he's out there. And to shut him up for five minutes was the greatest <laughs> thing you've ever did. I mean, you touched him, and he was like, Ugh. he couldn't do nothing. I think a lot of people wanted to pay me for that. Yeah, we're gonna a collection next time. No, I mean, you look over at Tim Yancey. You had a commercial just before it came on. You had Tim Yancey. His yeah. tongue was hanging out of his mouth. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Bonnie, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're out there helping us out uh, and doing your thing. Fantastic. I Bye. am the massage therapist of the paranormal community. <laughs> oh, God, here we go. <laughs> I have my own title now. Oh, God. Uh, we'll link <laughs> that Paranormal up. pressure point. Oh! <laughs> that sounds good. And wrong. Robbie's signing up as your publicist as we speak. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you got a new book coming out, from what we understand, Robbie. Tell us about that. Yes, it's uh, finally, it took a whole year of negotiating and uh, getting this thing down and dirty. Um, it's behind the scenes look through the eyes of what everyone has seen in the two movies. Uh, Robbie Thomas visits the Sally House, Dead Whisper, and 14 other places um, throughout the United States, on tour, in Canada. It holds no bar. You're going to see everything. You're going to read exactly what people really want to hear mm-hmm. and want to see, the truth. And I'm telling you, um, a few of the critics have seen it already, and they're dying for it to come out. So I'm dying for this darn thing to come out. It's been too long. Yeah. Uh, the title has to be changed. Right now, it's a working title called The Dead Whisper, but we have to change the title. So hang tough, folks. We've got a mystery on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> and this is more or less an account of what you you know what you – how you saw these things when you were doing these investigations around the country, like you said. Absolutely, and things that are verified and validated on film and EVP. Fantastic. Cool. Now, I, you, you said there's something being worked out. Is there a, an approximate ETA when it's going to be coming out? And about probably about, uh, I would say about two months tops. Okay. Cool. Fantastic. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, you're also working on uh, the, the, the Paradox. Tell us about this also, if you can. I, mean, I don't know what you could tell us, uh, but this is a film that you've been working on, correct? Yes, a paradox. Uh, true accounts. Uh, went back over the last 20 years, just went back 20 years only, and we incorporated things like New Orleans, the Sally House, uh, Al Capone's Speakeasy, Perryville Battlefield, um, Studebaker Mansion, places like that. And what I wrote about, I took everything factual-based, warped it with horror, keeping the essence of paranormal investigating. And there's a brand-new teaser trailer. There's three in the trilogy that are up on YouTube, and you can see them. You go to Paradox with an X, Robbie Thomas, and you'll see the three teaser trailers. The last one is very, I would say, push it in your face. You see the, the investigators as they're doing through the asylum. You'll see the horror aspect, and we just warped it. It's got a lot of people looking at it. We got screen television that wants it. Sci-fi is looking at it. And this, uh, you know, you mentioned the Sally House a couple times too. I wouldn't mind we, maybe later on we could talk about that a little bit more because we were there. I we was like years because ago. the yeah we went there several years ago. Two thousand God, two thousand four, two thousand five. And so what's had. what's interesting is as you come upon it. I mean, if you didn't know, you know, its history and the sightings thing and you know the whole thing, it, it looks like every other house on the block. Yeah, but yeah, then no, Well, we, except for the mansion across the street, which is <laughs> gorgeous and it's a bed and breakfast. But yeah, uh, but the the Sally House itself just looks so normal and but then you go in and you realize it's just like wow you know i because 
the history hits you. you yeah, know, what, yeah. What what we've seen on sightings, what we've seen in that movie about it. Yeah, what we've seen so, personally, you know, the was, things we experience personally there, and, too. Yeah, it, it's just, what a great place. And, and you've mentioned it twice. So you must, Robbie, have uh, some some interesting outlook on the Sally House. Oh, absolutely. We were there, and the place across, across the street you're talking about, the Glick Mansion. Yeah, and the Glick Mansion, exactly. I forgot the name of that. Yeah, exactly. It, it was beautiful. And when we, when we first pulled up into, I'm going to take you back a little bit. It yeah, was sure. New Dominion Pictures, a year, and this is going to blow you away. It was a year to the day, the very day. Uh, there was New Dominion Pictures, Ronald James Television, uh, parts of the Indiana Ghost Trackers, mm-hmm. and they were heading off to do this movie at the Sally House. They called me up, but I had a vision, and this woman visited me and said, don't go because this is what's going to happen. And they said, this person from New Dominion Pictures is going to do this. The person from Ronald James Television is going to do this. This person from Indiana is going to do this. This person from here is going to do that. So what I did was I, I, I sat there and I, and I looked at everything in perspective, and I called the individual from Ronald James Television. And I said, you know, this is what's going to happen to you, and this is what this person is going to say to you. Now, you tell me after the the adventure and the weekend. In the meantime, everybody's still begging me to come down, and I would not leave Canada. So then I went to the next person, the next per- on and on and on. I got phone calls on my answering machine, and I held on to them for the longest time. And there's 18-time award-winning film producer Ronald James running through the airport in Kansas going, okay, Mr. Psychic, so you're right again. And they blew a whole lot of money bringing a whole lot of people down for a one-night thing that just went awry. And so a year to the day, we're down, and I'm sitting on the porch of the Sally House. I was nothing more than welcomed into the place. We had film producers there. We brought people that came in from Las Vegas, New York, Canada, Indiana. There are people from all over coming down for this tour stop, and we're filming this movie. Uh, it was wonderful. And when we get in there, I brought actor, Jam- actor Jamie Routley down. He stars in a lot of different movies with Roddy Roddy Piper, Nick Mancuso, does the horror side and what have you. Well, he never touched upon the paranormal. So we brought him in, and he's snapping shots. He gets up on, the, on this chair into the attic because we heard a noise go across the top of the attic. And he points his camera in there, and I said to him, remember what happened last night? Watch out for Finney. He's going to get you. Oh, he got mad, turned to me, and he was like, don't do that. He was freaking. At the same time he did that, he snapped the picture. And as he took the picture and brought it down, we superimposed it. There's the little boy that earlier in the day, and I'll explain the story to you guys about the dog. Sure. But early in the day, this little boy showed up. You see his eyebrows, his eyelashes. He was right there staring at his camera. Now, come full circle in the morning, we're at breakfast, and I'm sitting with producer Scott Unruh and uh, Jamie Routley, Michael Esposito, a bunch of the people, and we're talking, what can we do to make it scientifically and spiritually acceptable, but totally different and off the wall? I looked at the door, and I seen his dog in his truck, and I said, let me bring your great Dane in, and I bet you I can turn it into a chihuahua. And he goes, what? And I said, yeah. So every dog lover out there, we, the dog was not hurt. So, you know, we did it in a, in a humane way. Brought the dog in, let the dog walk around, went up to the one room. There's a teaser trailer on YouTube about it. And you can go up to Sally House, S-A-L-L-I-E House, and it's the new movie. And we let the dog go. And I opened the door. The dog came in. He went to the closet where I was explaining prior to that the little boy was chained. This is what happened and what and what have you. Now this information wasn't mm-hmm. privy to the public, and Tony and Deborah Pickman 
said this mm-hmm. before that there was a boy that was seen in that closet. So I was talking about this little boy being chained, and the dog came in, started huffing and puffing, backed out. Went back, started kind of whining, and ran behind the producer. Now the producer said, "I'll bring him over." He goes, "Come here, Andy." That's the name of the, the Great Dane. And as he took a step forward, the dog stepped in front of him, and you could see the camera rocking going back and forth because he stopped them. The dog wouldn't let his owner even go closer to that closet. So that was just scientific proof that we didn't need anything mechanical to record this or, or what have you. It was unacted and unrehearsed, and that was, that was a great, great feat for everybody to see. Wow. Yeah, and this is all at the Sally House. Uh, we found a place pretty you know, it was pretty fantastic. I, really, I mean, we came there. Now, I will say that uh, what I always tell people about the Sally House because, um, you know, there's been all these, you know, stories of people being freaked out. I think, you know, they get scared and stuff like that. I, you're going to laugh about this, Robbie, but uh, Bonnie, you know, we uh, we, sh- we bunked that weekend, didn't we? we yes, we, we shared did. The we air slept mattress. together every we, night. Yeah, yeah we, we sat and spooned all weekend. <laughs> and um, Actually, by the morning, we pretty much were on top of each other. Because, yeah, the, the air mattress air. would die. Yeah, we were like, just like, yeah. But uh, I really, it's weird, but I slept so soundly there. Robbie, it was so strange, and I, 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 the three nights that we spent three solid nights there, uh, and I slept so good. I mean, where I felt actually like refreshed in the morning mm-hmm. for a change, right? Uh, do do you, you see what I'm saying? I'm wondering if you if you, if you can if you could give me any explanation for that. This is you know supposed to be a place. I mean, and I've witnessed people there. There was people there that weekend that were having issues. Uh, why would I be able to sleep so well and not really have any issues myself though? Do you have any, anything to talk about on that, Robbie? Oh no, that, no, that's a good one, Scotty. And you know, um, you know that happens a lot, and it happens to me as well. Um, we were in one of the very first homes at Finney, down the street from the Sally House. We got to uh, Scott Unruh, the producer, yeah. owns one of the homes, right? So mm-hmm. we got to sleep in it and stay there. Well, actor Jamie Routley was tucked in that night and we couldn't understand why he wouldn't get out of his room in the morning we had the television crew from um the area that was there major news showing up we're doing a major news network thing and he's still in his room and he was freaked out he came out he was so white and he goes did you come in and play a trick on me and i said how could i your door was locked and he said i was tucked in right up to my neck i couldn't move and he was he was really tucked in. Yeah. And um, that night, my daughter was in a room, and we heard click click. And as we looked over, we could see a male figure, full figure, standing in the room where all the cameras were. It was dark. We could see a silhouette. Now, things appear and happen in that in that way. Sometimes, you know, like you, Scotty, they just won't happen for me either. And it's yeah. the perception or the acceptance of. We want it too much, or you know, they don't want to even give it to us. Simple as that. Well, no, I, I, yeah, and I understand that. I just found it really weird that you know, I usually sleep. I'm an insomniac. I'm insane. I mean, I am the lightest sleeper on the planet, right? But there, it was so weird because I just felt like I felt like when I went to. I mean, I woke up like I had actually slept a full night. Maybe you should buy Bonnie's. Um Air, Maybe it was the air mattress. Air mattress. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, though, I slept just as well as you did. Did you? Which is odd because you were next to me. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, keep talking. Yeah. Oh, look, she's out of channel now. Imagine <laughs> oh, that. Oh, right. who cares? But no, seriously, I slept really good too. Yeah, it was so. it was just really strange. I, f- I found that very interesting about about that area. Um, now, 
Sorry. Well, did you go? Did you go in? Like we went to the library. We did a couple. We of did a bunch things. of research running around. We town went there, yeah. to uh, some some cemeteries and things. What, when wasn't it like the birthplace of Amelia Earhart or so? They they had some some thing or something. You, there were signs all over the city. You know, this is to. Uh, I don't know. It was. <laughs> I mean, it was something like that. I mean, the the, the city of Etchison, Kansas. <laughs> There's very few things I remember about anywhere on that trip other than the Sally House. Other than me and you laughing hysterically. Yeah, we almost got thrown out of a what was it a diner? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. But um, but did you did you take in some of the area around there and try and get a feel for the city, the town? Because it it does have its own show called like the most haunted city in America or something, which is hilarious. But um, what do you think of that of the area, Robbie? I you know I I love the area. The only thing I had to feel for was to strangle uh, Jamie Routley around his neck. Um, <laughs> yeah, we were to fly down. He goes, dude, I don't feel like flying. And he goes, it's only a ten hour drive. And it was a uh, eighteen, almost nineteen hour drive. And getting down to the middle of the heartland. In you know, we got there late in the middle of the night. Um, we we had to get to bed right away. Get up and do the all the press and and what have you, and then do the walk through the house throughout the day, and then all the tour people were showing up in the late in the afternoon, going back. We, I didn't have time to tour anything, but, um, you know, just getting the feel for that area, the Glick Mansion, um, the presence of knowing that this is the heartland of America, mm-hmm. and, you know, where everything was, I was just happy and pleased to be there. Um, you know, in a Sally house and then meeting Deborah Pickman and Tony Pickman, wonderful people, you know, they're, they're fantastic. They're coming to the Paracon and, you know, everybody who's listening, you know, come check that out. Yeah. Well, let's um, talk about that too. After you're done, let's talk about yeah. that. Let's mention that also. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and then walking in that place, I said to everybody, we had producers coming from all over. Like I'm saying, we had people from all over the States coming. It w- it was pretty wild. Um, Laura Moon from Laura Moon um, uh, Radio. Full Moon Radio, Full Moon yeah, Radio. Laura, that's oh, our girl. Yeah. We exactly. Love her, yeah. yeah, she was there. We had Angie Lyle from Lifestyles. She was there. Um, there were many, many producers there, and they were taking this all in. And I said to them all, "Let's go in with a positive aspect. Don't think nothing negative because you'll draw negative to you, or you just won't have a good time. Let's just do it positive." While we went in there, we captured faces in the windows. We captured things. It was great. Uh, people got touched. People got the feeling of what was there. Wild. Now, here's a real good kicker. While I was there, I made sure. I called home and said, whatever happens in the next little while, please let me know because we're filming here. Let me know what goes on in the house because usually when I go to a place, what happens where I am happens in my own home. Uh-huh. So, yes, accord, according to what was going on, there was children running around in the basement. We were talking to them. My earlobe was tweaked. My finger was being pulled. That was all on film. You can hear them talking. Robbie Thomas visits the Sally House movie is coming out very shortly. And so what happened there was happening in my, my kitchen. My wife said the kitchen cupboards were slamming open and shut. Uh, there was kids running around. The, my three children had to cuddle in the bedroom with my wife because they were so, you know, that's what happens normally. Wow, fantastic. Wow, what a place. Yeah, I know. We'd love going there. I'd like to go back there someday again also. You mentioned Paragon, Paracon, uh, 2009, Can-Am Paracon. Uh, and that's, yeah, August of 2009 that's coming up, and it, which it seems like it's a while off, but it's going to creep right up on us. We know it's that. It's actually pretty exciting because yeah. this will be – is this the first one that we will attend as uh, – Well, this is the first in, one you're doing, Canada? right, right, Robbie? 
Yeah, what's our first Canadian? Yeah, Canadian paranormal. Which is comedy. really yeah. exciting. Yeah, this is the gig of the gigs. Exactly, <laughs> and it's like really close to uh, well, our home base. That's one of the beauties of it. So, yeah, we don't have to drive fifty miles to go to a con- I mean five hundred thousand miles I say, <laughs> to go to a conference. So thank you for giving us a conference to go to, Robbie. That isn't that. Oh, no, thank you for coming, guys. You guys rock. <laughs> oh, no problem we at all. Try to. What do we have to look forward to? A couple things. Uh, a couple of warm ups on that. I mean, some speakers. Uh, who is going to be all going to be there this year? Or next oh, year, we're so. going to have Patrick Burns, the hair fella. <laughs> yeah, the Jello man. He makes good Jello shooters. Oh, he makes oh. some strong ones. Yeah, we were. Yeah, uh, he does. We were yeah, sampling. You know, the we were sampling them. Uh, sampling them in Louisville. Uh, the ne- the Eastern, oh, I know. E- even the next day. At two in the afternoon. Yeah, here, finish these I off, know. guys. Finish these off. I'm like, okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we got the one and only Mr. July, all in his leathers. Keith Age. Cool. Yes. Yes. Yeah, he's the man. And we got, well, you know, Bonnie, you're going to have to do it to him again because I know he's got a loud voice. Dave Schrader. (laughs) Awesome. Excellent. Yeah, Darkness Radio. We got Brian Harnos. You know, there's two ways we can say this. We can say it French and we can say it English. It's Harnos or Harnoy. Oh, okay. I think we'll go with Harnoy. Harnois. Harnois. Well, you know, in, in Canada, and, and a lot of, I don't know if, if many of these people have been to Canada before, but in Canada, things are written in English and then in French as mm-hmm. well, because mm-hmm. French is the second, second uh, language, language yeah. mm-hmm. in, in Canada. Yeah. And so, so it's like, you know, welcome and bienvenue, you know, things like that. It's yeah. everything, uh, catch up and then catch up. You know, I mean, it's, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> nice translation there. I know. It, it's Doug, Doug dude, dude yes. we're confused up here. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's just plain simple. Okay, we're Canucks. We're confused. Okay? And, and so, so I, I just, you know, Brian's going to get there and be like, oh, my name is the same in French and English. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm introducing him to the bacon sandwich, the Canadian ba- back bacon sandwich. You know, he says to me, we're going to have a cook-off, right? And I say, okay, what are you bringing? And so he puts a a picture of, he, you know, this guy, he's hilarious, okay? He cooks <laughs> stove top stuffing, folks, out of a box. And I said, what are you doing? He goes, oh, yeah, I make great pork chops. I stuff the pork chops. In. And meanwhile, you know, I'm not bragging, but I make it all from scratch, right? right. So uh-huh. I, I can't wait till he gets here, you know, and I know his wife is tuning in right now, and they're all laughing and what have you. But, you know, I am the cook, Brian. I don't care what you say. I'm the cook, dude. The guy steals my Sharpies. I'm at the Mid-South, and he's stealing all my Sharpies. <laughs> Like, get your own, Brian. He's got a whole desk full of Sharpies, eh? Give me a break. <laughs> Unreal. Well, so, yeah. I have to say, we, yeah. we two are of the uh, make, you know, make the stuffing from scratch kind of. Yeah, right? that's, that's, that's my where family I come from, is, too. So, yeah. so maybe it's like a, you know, a... A regional kind of thing. Might then. be, yeah. You know, yeah, we do have to go to break. And yeah, then we'll yeah. come back with more in, more info about the Canadian Yeah, Paracon Robbie, yeah, hang with us, Robbie. We're just going to take a quick break here. And while we do that, everybody everybody, go to your browsers, www.robbythomas.net. And, of course, it's at ghostlytalk.com. But, meanwhile, this will be our uh, this is our last uh, break. Our last live break of 2008. Our last live break of 2008. <laughs> how many last how live many, things how many, are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I, I want you to know that all of this stuff is independent. Independent music and and Ghostly Talk has been this way for a long time, and and support independent musicians and independent yeah, any uh, type of independent um, artists out there, artists, uh, you know, filmmakers, uh, authors, you know, all the whole gamut. You know, th- these are people who are sitting in their at their kitchen tables and in their garages and and working on this stuff. Enjoy the music. 
Would you like to listen to Ghostly Talk Live on your cell phone? Perhaps you have a comment for us or our guests. All you have to do is dial 605-475-8590. When asked for the conference code, dial 555-1081, followed by the pound sign. Power Hub Radio. The Internet's only rock and roll paranormal extravaganza. Special guest with us, Robbie Thomas, psychic medium. Where is the Lawrence it was, House? It's in Ontario, Canada. It is a house that was owned by a shipbuilder. And it was haunted. The tools of the trade back then were baby powder. The reason being is I could see and the kids with me couldn't. So I figured if I threw the baby powder in the air as the spirit was walking through, it would cover it, and then they could say, oh, we see it now. The next tool was a flashlight, so we know where we were going, and a rope, so we could tie it around so we don't get taken away by the spirit. So that hey, was Anthony, the Isn't that what your last girlfriend said? <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's a, just a Friday night for Anthony. Baby powder, a rope, and a flashlight. Hera <laughs> Hub Radio, Thursdays, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern, on Bounce Radio and parahub.org. The goal of the demonic is death. Plain and simple, it is death. All of a sudden, he gets slapped in the face and he flies against the wall. And his handprints appear across the face. Very scary here. Everything about it is scary. The work in this field, our face is very it was escalating to where objects started moving. This is a war that we're fighting. What you're talking about does not think in human terms. It is from another time and place. Demonology today. Class is now in session. Featuring Kenneth Deal, Alan Glassell, and Deborah Johnson. Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. Central, 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern, only on the I Am Haunted Radio Network. If I go Hollywood, it'll be all good, dog. I'm telling your money for weeks. At least until I go and spend it all. Get a quarter match. Every house in my car. The poor supermodels got no one to make it all. So all the people want to act. I'll have some huge breath. Dress, fresh, you impress. It's been pulled like you. That's dress. Forever be a distant memory. Something I would gladly miss. Money can't buy you love, but it can't buy you happiness. And all another savage is to go along with. Big and fit. Big house and a mate. Then let's be here. I ain't kidding one thing. I do before I get wrapped it up. You mean I can do my own.
there it is. There it is, man. There it is. Listening to Ghostly Talk with your hosts, Doug, Scott L., and Bonnie. Jeez, Pete. We'll practice that. Can repeat after, repeat after me. Scott L., repeat after me. Robbie. Robbie. Yes, 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 yes. Sorry, yeah. uh, during the break, you guys may have heard a little bit of extra audio from something else in there. <laughs> um, that was my fault. Tom actually sent over the video we were talking about at the beginning of the show tonight that we got last night. Uh, and I opened up my email box while we were on break just to check and see if anything dropped in. And sure enough, Tom sent this over. So I queued it up, and I didn't know it was a video file. And I'm like, oops, I turned it off. So sorry about that, guys. I'm sure you, you may have heard that. No big deal. This is Ghostly Talk. I'm Scott L. And I'm Doug. This is for Vance. Yeah. And I'm Bonnie. Oh, Vance, is, Vance is in the house. Thank you. Vance yeah. West, the man, dude. Uh, uh, 
good Trinity friend of ours. TrinitySciences.com. It was fantastic hanging out with Vance in Florida back in June, by the way. I think I mentioned that. But Vance, you are the man. We love the hell out of you here. And he is a brilliant, brilliant man. So cool. Absolutely. Glad to talk to you. We're talking with Robbie Thomas of RobbieThomas.net. Um, we were talking about, you know, the Sally House. We were talking about the, uh, um, oh, the upcoming Can-Am Paracon. Yeah, yeah. break we got into that. Um, which is in August, I think, August of 2009. You got it. Um, August 6th and 7th, right, Robbie? You got it. Yep. And I'm Robbie Thomas, and I approve this message. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and we're, we're really looking forward to it because, I mean, there, there's a lot of folks uh, going to descend upon. Is it in Sarnia, Ontario? Right in Sarnia, yep. Yeah, right across from Port Huron, Michigan. That yeah, it's like literally right, there, right yeah. up the road from me. Yeah, I mean, like, it's three wow. hours from me. <laughs> I'm staying with you that weekend, Doug. You must. We're gonna go through a lot of Indiana wine. Oh yes, now uh, I'm for sure staying. Yeah. With you. Oh, I want to be there. Yes, <laughs> you can bunk with us. We're gonna have a blast. Cool. It's gonna be a pajama party. Mm-hmm. And, I just uh, want to hit upon one more thing before Mr. Stovetop Stuffing turns it off. Here. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just want to tell him I, I'm bringing him. A Sharpie blow-up doll. It's a great big marker blow-up doll for him so that he can never steal my markers ever again. <laughs> that would be absolutely hilarious and awesome. And and probably, you know, create quite a buzz like the little alien guys did with the ghostly talk thing. So, yeah, uh, yeah, back in the day, that was... We used to have an alien blow-up doll forever. Everything yeah. we went to and just kind of one of, the, one of those things that kind of just went away. But yeah, we used eventually to... Everybody took a picture with the alien. I, I mm-hmm. didn't get a gift. I didn't get it, but it just happened. So eventually everyone will take p- pictures with this blow-up Sharpie thing. That would oh, be yeah, I got I got plans for all of you. <laughs> Hope it tickles. I'm excited. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh hell yeah! A <laughs> uh, couple of cases, you know, and that's one of the things you do is you you do work on cases, uh, you know, in your trade and things like that. And we kind of talked uh, one, for example, uh, the Branson Swanson case uh, right. came up. Uh, tell us about this. I mean, what you can tell us about, <laughs> if you can, uh, tell us about this a little bit, though. Okay, um, I did five, five or six cases on a uh, radio show, which was Dave Schrader, because yeah. we're all tied together. Right. And yeah. he asked me to be tied to Gary Peterson, who's cold case files. So I gave them a little bit of information, and as I was looking at his picture that his father sent in to Gary to send to me, I got the, the area in which they were actually going back to check. So, um, you know, hitting on a part of things like that is a positive so that was about a week and a bit ago I haven't heard back they had a whole bunch of people fly in and they were searching that area now when I was talking about certain aspects which I can I can possibly tell you now I just I can't give you great detail but the long grass that looked like um, sweet grass and I said it's very tall he says that's the area we're looking in so um, that's as far as I can go and okay. everything else I gave to him said, you know, he told me, he goes, yeah, that's there, yeah, that's there. So that was one of the cases. Um, here's one that's very prominent in the news, and we we're talking about the Cayley case in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, uh, three weeks prior to came into the news that they found a shallow grave and it had beads and a cross in it, I mentioned on, on the show that there would be a cross, a piece of jewelry, in that area of a second grave, the first grave being that they find. And it was in this park, and I mentioned it as a, as a, 
OC Park is a, I know that was live on air. So Orlando is O and C stands for a different name in the park. So when I talked to Dave on the on the radio about that and seeing this article, what was going on, and Fox News, Geraldo Rivera said they found uh, a certain area. I just tied in everything I was telling them. So, but every every piece of information I'm telling you now was actually subsequently sent to the police prior to this all coming out. So the information has been used. Oh wow, wow! Mm-hmm. And and you do this. It, it, how how does it work? I mean, I know that this is what one of the things that you've been doing for 16 years. You so so you've. You know, but you you must have at some point decided, you know, oh, I really want to work on these these cases and help people find missing children, or you know, murder victims, that kind of thing. What what's the like? H- how did it come to be for you, and and why is that work so important for you? You know, that's a great question. I've never been asked that question in that way, Doug, mm-hmm. and I'm very glad you asked me that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, my very first case. Um, I knew this gentleman was bad. He had black all around him. And I could see through people. And you know how people say that I can read that person. You know what I mean? I can see through their lies. And Well, I can actually see through a person and see what bad or good. This guy had black all around him. I asked the superintendent of the building, who was a friend of mine at the time, I really got to get closer to this guy. I don't understand why, but I get closer. So we went up and we befriended this guy over a case of beer. Now, this sounds silly, but this is how it happened. Okay, uh-huh. we right. were in his apartment, and we were talking and discussing stuff. And as we became a little bit more, you know, not saying intoxicated, but relaxed, he starts talking about a case. And this is my very first murder case I worked on. He was in, uh, a conspirator in this murder case of Karen Coglin, who was 14 years of uh, um, years. I'm sorry, not Karen. Um, Mark Campbell. I apologize. Uh, Mark Campbell. And Mark Campbell was 14 years of age, worked in a gas station, you know, late at night just to make some money. Well, him and his partner, uh, Thomas Cook, who's in jail now for saran wrapping his girlfriend, a second murder, and he's in jail now for that. Uh, But, you know, I always mention guys' names. I hold the facts true. I don't hide nothing back, and I ain't scared of these guys because I'll put them in jail as quick as I can. Brad Anderson is his name. mm -hmm. And as he felt me up for a wire... And he sat there. He told me he'd kill me if I told anybody. And he was telling me the story. His girlfriend was pacing back and forth in the apartment, telling him to shut up. And we're sitting there, and this is what goes through. Now, if you can place yourself in, in this aspect, I tell everybody, please don't put yourself in harm's way. This is my very first case. I don't tell anybody to do this. This was stupid of me uh-huh. to do it this way. And as I got the information, I went back to the police, and I talked to um, Commissioner Pinsano and the detectives, they said, Rob, you got to go back and wear a wire. And I said, I can't, because he felt me up for a wire and told me he'd kill me. And I said, this is what's going to happen. He said, he'd get off on a technicality, yeah. because he had an alibi, and they were in court already, and yada, 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 and all the way down the line. Well, he did get off on a technicality, but, you know, we do know what happened. He stood outside, they shot the boy, and he went in, he didn't help, he's he just as much of a murderer as the, the guy pulling the trigger. And so uh, I mention these guys' names because they're dirt, and I'll continue to do so. And everybody who's out there who knows, uh, last year I helped put a guy on death row in Kentucky. And, um, you know, little Cannell, four-year-old little boy Cannell, um, Cecil uh, New, Eugene New, was mm-hmm. the murderer. And he was arrested December 6th 
I solved that case in about four hours in June of 2007. He went on the lam and got him December 6th. Um, I don't hold nothing back on these guys. They're dirt. And when I do murder cases or work with the police or families, and I look at it as, you know, we're trying to, to make life, you know, bring resolve and bring peace to these families. Well, yeah. I would, mm-hmm. You know. Absolutely. Best case for that. I mean, yeah, just see, to bring some type of closure to the situation. See, and I'm I'm always interested in the the, the human aspect. Like, like, why why do you do what you do? Because I know why I do what I do. I I just you know have a natural affinity for computer stuff and and drugs. I drugs and yeah the, and, the and drugs hookers yeah the hookers and, and drugs. But yeah. um, but I you know I, <laughs> so I know why I why I you know got into the the field that I'm into. But yeah. I I just always wondered why do people do these things and and. And and for you, it sounded like you you know you, you had the ability, and then this this just sort of happened. You know the the story with the the dark dark what feeling or aura or whatever around this guy, and then you were just sort of drawn into it, and it just sort of played out, and boom, you knew this is what uh, yeah, this, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to help these families and and the. The, the loved ones of these victims and and things like that and and which of course is wow congratulations good job I I'm so glad you're out there doing that well you know uh, we all do our part in life and God and spirit pick who they want at the moment mm-hmm. I'll give you a happy case I'll give you a happy case okay yeah. I get a I get a phone call and they ask me Rob you know this producer is missing from this big big worldwide radio program and uh, Hamilton County, Florida, there's a missing persons report filed. So can you help us, please? And I said, sure. Uh, he'll call you in three days. And this is where he is. He's just really pissed off at you guys. And they laughed at me, and they said, you know, well, thank you, because we had so-and-so who's known, and they said, no, he's shot, and someone said he was drowned. And, you know, well, thank you, Rob. And they hung up. Well, three days later, I get a letter, which is sitting on the wall and looking in right now, and I still have it in my email from them. You know, it says, Robbie, you're an angel, and thank you. He was exactly where he was in Oklahoma, and he did call his mother three days later, and that's where he was. He passed him up for a promotion. Um, the X-Zone radio show, Rob yep. McConnell yep. and Laurel. And yeah, I got I that I sitting right there. You know, there's, there's the proof of it right there. Yeah, that's the, Rob McConnell, fantastic show, too, by the way. <laughs> I mm-hmm. love that show. One thing I wanted to ask you, I mean, we're kind of talking about this stuff. You know, in that situation with that guy, I mean, you can feel this presence, this darkness, you know, this this probably uh, very, how would you say, very, I mean, just a very angry angry feeling. I mean, there's all these things. I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not, I'm a psychic as this mixing board in front of me, for example. So, I mean, I can't, but my, my thing I'm wondering about with you is, uh, when you get this information, I mean, is it? Dis- I mean, it seems like it could be kind of disturbing. It could be scary uh, to to take to get this information about these people and things like that. How do you handle that? I mean, is, is there a way you can just kind of push through this and handle it? Yeah. Was there a progression from uh, from ooh ooh? You know, I'm getting this info. I, you know, I I want to tell the police, but these bad things can happen. To you know what? These guys are because you you said it just earlier. These guys are scum. Here's the yeah, name. Exactly. Here's what yeah. here's what I'm telling you. Spirits told me. So so I mean now you know. But it, at the in the early stages, where how did that progress? It, it became a part where uh, I toiled over it for a long time. Um, you know, sitting there with information and not knowing what to do with it, and then finally. Um, 
it's, I'll t- you know, I'll tell you guys, it was almost like night and day. All of a sudden, the door opened and poof, everybody's calling. And mm-hmm. award-winning screenwriter Gloria Shepard wanted me to help out with the Rolling Stones murder of Brian Jones. And right away, I was doing that one. I was doing the Natalie Holloway case, and we got pulled off on that to do Dead Whisper. And, and then, you know, I can name all kinds of high-profile cases I was on. There was one, oh, we mentioned Laura Moon. Mm-hmm. Laura Moon calls me up one day and said, um, Kelsey Smith, remember she was in the mall, walked out, and she was dead, and they found her in the park? Yeah, yeah. In, in Kansas, right. Uh-huh. She called me up and said, Rod, we're working with conjunction with the police right now. We need your information right now. Can you help us? And I said, oh, my gosh, she's still on the border. And it, it just happens, like, guys. It just it just happens. You know, I get the information that comes in. I said, she's in the park. You, she, you know, you got to get there now, but it was too late. She was in the park right on the border of Kansas, and uh, mm-hmm. that's where it was. And, you know, I know Laura, if she's tuning in, she'll – She'll vouch for that. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's things like that. So it happens. Uh, Dave Schrader show, he sends me five murder cases, and within no time I've had all the information for them. The one lady I said, you know, it's really funny because I got humpback. I don't understand what humpback means, but I got that, and I go northwest, you know, and, and I, I got the, the, the northwest direction. Well, there's a northwest road called Northwest Road, and it's not humpback, it's humac. And... That was just very where they're looking for the boy, and I'm thinking, you know, okay, this is where it's all coming in, and, you know, it happens like that. Um, And each of these, Robbie, each of these represents people who have lost a loved one, who are, you know, who, who really want and need any kind of guidance or help or whatever. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's absolutely beautiful that, that, that you can help and mm-hmm. and you've got people coming to you saying hey i've got a list of these things can you tell us anything anything you know because th- that's what they're looking for a shred anything these are you know men women children uh who lost a loved one who don't know what's going on it's a it's a, it's a huge uh feeling of desperation obviously and i mean anything to kind of you know, close the gate, even if this person's passed away, which in a lot of cases... These sometimes die, that's you know? that way, and sometimes yeah. not. You just so, even know what's going on at the end. But so. this shred, I and I can see just wanting that shred of just any any clue whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's, again, it's just, it's that... It's going to be a very disturbing. And I might be a bit sappy because of the holiday season. I don't know. Well, you always get yeah, like that during Christmas. Yeah. You know? It just seems like for me, I know I've had. You but know, I'm I've just applauding you right now, Robbie. <laughs> that's, that's what's going on. Thank you, Doug. Thank you. Buddy. I just know. You know, I had to ask that because I, I just know. You know, I've witnessed things. I mean, you know, with my eyes, right? Uh, or I've had. You know, I, you know, I've been disturbed by things. And it just seems like taking up. You know, having that information come in like that all the time. It'd be a really It'd be a real monkey on my back, you know, to have to deal with that. So, you know, it seems like it would take a lot of work to be able to just kind of, you know, take that and put it aside. But it sounds like, Robbie, you're you're also trying to have fun, too. I mean, there's there's the hard work, yes, yeah, but then there's fun. I mean, there's there's going out and doing some work and getting on... Getting you know on radio and TV. There's also the book. There's the 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 Candy and Paracon. Yeah, looking forward night. to that coming up. And and just all the people that you get to meet. So so I think you're. I think it's very well balanced. Yeah. Yeah, I love people to death. I I you know, um, I love everyone I meet. You know, it, it was it was such a privilege to meet um, Bonnie and, and and Scotty there. It was just like awesome, you know. And when you know, and right there too, the mid south. I'll tell you something. There was about three or four different cases that approached me. The one woman come to me and said, "You got to help me." And I said, "You know what? You got to go back and look for the bloody palm print, and it's in the top. I can see it." And sure enough, 
there and there was a picture taken of a bloody palm print inside the cab of the truck. I said that's the key because the evidence is, you know isn't really there anymore. But we got that picture. We can go off of that. And she was like blown away. It comes in like that. And you know, um, for me to relax, that's my relaxation anymore. I know what it is. It's you know it's a day in day out type thing. Um, having fun doing movies. Um, landing other movies. I'm doing a movie in Maryland coming up very shortly in, in, in February. Um, I'm doing Paradox 2 coming up in, in late spring as well. Um, the Paracon, there's many places I'm going to be touring out throughout the United States again. And, you know, it's all about people. And mm-hmm. you've got to love people. I, I agree 100%. Absolutely. The reason we go out, it's the reason we're out there now. I mean, it's something we've been doing for the last three years now. And it does really make this show a lot more, you know, it, just, it enhances our experiences as broadcasters to go out there and hang out with these people that, you know, are nice enough to listen to our show or have enough mercy to listen to our show. <laughs> so, you know, it, it does, it definitely enhances everything. Unfortunately, though, God, we're at the top of the hour. We're, like, totally shot. I know we got to clear the line for the next show. Robbie, we have to thank you so much for joining us. It's really, you know, it's always great to talk to you, whether we're on the air or off the air. You're always a ball to talk to. And, you know, we always learn something, too, which is the most important thing. Well, thank you so much for having me, guys. It was a pleasure, and uh, I look forward to coming back. Oh, yeah. And everybody, and everybody who's tuning in, it's www.paracon2009.com. Yes, we forgot about that. Sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah I've been reading off RobbieThomas.net because that's what you know, <laughs> I've got slap that down there. All right. But you're right. Uh, Paracon2009. Was that com? Um, dot com, com yeah. yes. It's it's linked up on our site. We got a we got a rotating banner going. We also it's going to be also being featured once I, in December. I'm going to have the time to do this. Oh, we'll be putting our, it in our appearances thing also. So we'll have links there to take you guys there and check it out also. And and of course we'll talk about it as it's getting nearer and nearer. Yeah, because this it. is the time really for people to start making their their. Va- you don't you have to put your vacation plans in at work like by the end of January or something. A lot so of times, everybody, yeah. the first weekend of uh, of. August, of August, August 7th, yep. You know, make plans to be in Sarnia. That's yeah, all I'm check saying. Check that out. Uh, hang on the line for one second, Robbie. Don't just leave us Thank yet, you, okay? Robbie. Okay. Hang tight. Yes, don't leave us. Yeah. Um, wow. So Last live show of the year. Last live show of the year. The, remember, the, the upcoming shows, they're going to be podcasted out on schedule. Everything they're exactly the same. Everything exactly the same. What it is, it's one flashback kind of thing. Yeah, the first one hour, hour of flashback. flashback. Yeah. Or, or retro or whatever, and then two hours of brand new content that yeah, we've yeah. been working like for the past two two and a half weeks. Yeah, I'm getting brand new content to mix into, you know, because we're we apologize we can't schedule we can't be there live every week, but we're for December uh, at least. But for I December. will still be in chat. Ah, yeah, well, we're gonna try to drop in also. We're gonna try to drop in too. I know we talked about it, Doug. Yeah. And we're gonna try to be there also uh, the best we Whenever can. Whenever possible. Um, so you guys, the the last uh, four shows of the year are going to be broadcasted out. They're going to be new and one hour. Th- oh, I'm sorry. Three shows of the year are going to be new and uh, and with one hour of old content. Just yeah, uh, it'll be fun. Up. We're going to have fun with this. And I hope, hope you guys enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yeah, I, sure. I hope it works out for you guys. Cause, so uh, yeah, 2008 banner year. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, our for last listening. live show. I'm I'm kind of weirding out here. It is but. weird. That's why we. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I have to thank Robbie Thomas for coming on the show. I have to thank Ma- Michael Luckman for coming on the show. Of course, John Venture for coming on the show. Tom Mott dropped. Tom Mott dropped. Tom Mott dropped in, dropped yeah, in and described the. And I'm gonna put UFO that. I'm gonna try to get that video and those pictures up that we talked about at the very cool. beginning of the show up on the site tonight. But mostly, I want to thank uh, all of the uh, listeners for listening throughout yeah. the year, and and I hope you enjoy and the this. years too. And you know, it's. it's it, it, 
February is going to be our official seventh <laughs> year on the on the air, which I'm and just then like, wow. we'll be starting our eighth year of broadcasting. Wow, we're pushing scary. a decade now, my guy. Scary God, that dude. they're letting What's us do it, you guys. I want you to have an absolutely fantastic and safe holiday season uh, coming up with yeah, the Merry Christmas, Christmas and everybody. New Year's. We'll see you guys in 2009. Uh-huh. Um, but remember, there's still new content coming up on those shows, so keep downloading them. Ghostly Talk! You have been listening to Ghostly Talk Paranormal Talk Radio. The Ghostly Talk audio program is distributed for free under the open content license. Please share with all your friends and support independent media. 